What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. It's a great week for movie and TV. We got some good stuff coming out for movie on the rise that we got to discuss. Also, got to discuss the amazing Captain America and Winter Soldier finale. Got to discuss <laughs> Invincible, of course, because the season finale we're going to be talking about next week. And we got a shit ton of news. Oh, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of news. You mentioned the guests. Uh, we'll go ahead and say that now. From we got the host of the Never Less Than Ill podcast on the Bros Who Think Network, Mr. Justin Ivy. Ooh, excuse yeah, me. He, Come and review Mortal Kombat with us. Kick up. Yeah, so he, he joined he joined us for the Mortal Kombat review. Uh, we're like Lyndon said, you're gonna review those two series that we've been f- working on. Don't we're gonna finish Invincible next week. Um and I we guess we'll probably we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about more instead of episode by episode, more of like a collection of things. We'll probably spend one episode talking about uh, your movie on the rise. Um, both of them. Both of them. And then probably um, the, the week after that, your movie on the rise. When the circle ends, I assume we'll probably talk about the circle. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's going to be things down the line that that we'll talk about, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do a week by week. Until, until Loki. Loki. Yeah, unless yeah. unless there's like a super popular HBO show that drops that just blows us yeah. away. Like your honor um, or something like that. Yeah, and then we'll get we'll get back to the actresses list next week because we had just a little we got a little uh, too much this week to, to mix that in. Might as well um, save we'll be, some of that content for the, the dead time because we're almost exactly here. exactly because we are are almost to that dead time. But uh I've been Watching a lot of movies this week, Lyndon. I've watched a lot of trash this week, I would say. <laughs> I watched Predator this week. Oh, Predator's good. It actually Predator, was. Predator might be my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, more so than Terminator. Ah, see, I'm... Okay. Because, like, for Terminator... I like Terminator better than Predator, but I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Terminator better than I like his character in Predator. I'm gonna tell you why I think that is. It's because he's mo- he's actually acting in Predator, yes. whereas in T2 he's being who the persona Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Well, and then by watching Predator, I uh, understand a lot more of the memes now, like the the two him the hands yep. thing. Best of friendo. Uh, get to the chopper. And see, that was okay perfect example of how he acted that it wasn't the cliche because when i expected it i thought it was going to be like terminator 2 i'll be back like where it's like this big one-liner but it was really like him in the flow of things like get to the chopper and it really wasn't exaggerated like all these other shows make it so like i understand why you say predators more of your favorite arnold movie whereas the best arnold movies t2 yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed Terminator, uh, or not Terminator, uh, Predator. So that was that was a fun one to watch, and I did watch Predator Two, uh, which is a little less you fun than Predator. Week? I think I, I talked about it. I watched it last week oh, in the last episode okay. because I watched that as well, and I also watched the Predators movie with Topher Grace and Adrian Brody. I heard that one's actually pretty good. It's not bad. It's definitely different. Um, the the idea is reversed this time. It's almost like. Hunger Games-esque. Mm. They get a bunch of people who are like the best fighter, warrior. To fight the Predator? To fight, the, yeah, they bring them to the planet. Oh. And like... Where, and, is that out? Like, Where's that out at? Uh, I watched it on um, HBO Max, I'm pretty sure. 
Is that oh shit? I'm Predators. Gonna... Predators. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is on it. Okay, so yeah, I can watch that. That's I'm gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's well, Goggins, Topher Grace. Danny it's an Trail. interesting cast that they get together. Yeah, Mahershala like, Ali. You know, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a real interesting cast for real. For oh real. shit. Okay. Um. So yeah. I you know I'd recommend the Predator movies to people you know even Predator two because you know, it's it's got Predator two's asshole, um with the Jamaicans, yeah. I, I feel like they only put Jamaicans in it because the Predator has dreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they I know they make a joke about that. And Danny Glover is not better than fucking. In fucking uh, my boy Apollo Creed. The, the only thing I will say about Predator Two that I like is Bill Paxton. Uh, Bill Paxton in Predator Two and Alien Two is he does does a really good job. So what else you been watching? Because Alien and Alien Two. Okay, nice, nice. I, I like Alien Two more than Alien One, which is a lot for a lot of people blasphemy. Mm. I just I, I just like what they did with Alien Two, but um, I watched Taken, terrible. The first one? Yeah. You hating. Big hater energy. Big hater uh, energy. It is that not. Movie was boring. boring. It was not a what? I have a certain set of skills. And I might use those. Nah, bro, you tripping. Taking one is fire. So I watched that. Um most recently, like today, I watched Born on the Fourth of July, Tom Cruise. Nice. Which yeah, makes me now be like okay i do see like the depth of tom cruise because i mean mm-hmm. and that, i don't know if you've ever seen that movie he uh he plays a vietnam vet um who comes back from the war and he's like disabled and he you know kind of has the realization that shit. the war was I shit need to, watch that, and, to me collateral between collateral rain man and a few good men that showed that was the range for me for tom cruise and then if you throw in all the mission impossibles it just shows it, so I need to check that out. I told yeah, you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nineteen, Hulu. it's a nineteen eighty nine movie. It's one of his first. It, you know, it really kind of shows like where he I is. I prefer active. younger Tom Cruise to older Tom Cruise. If I'm being honest, I think Collateral might be his last great movie. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I got another Tom Cruise movie to watch, Vanilla Sky. Mm, so good movie. I like Vanilla Sky. A lot of controversy. Um, uh, I watched Michael Clayton, but I have to rewatch it because I, f- I fell asleep. I was just tired. Great movie, great movie. I, like I missed, I missed the middle. I saw the beginning and I saw the end. Mm. And I guess I just don't understand like what how, all led how, to how that. How they got to where Tilda Swinton's getting arrested? <laughs> I, you know, I understand what happened with that, but I didn't, I didn't get enough into it. Uh, Watch for the love of, of the game, which is the baseball movie with uh, Costner. Nice. It was not, pretty good. Not I'll... better than uh, his other baseball movie, which is uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And he also he's also in Bull Durham. Yeah, that's the one. Better I was than that actually. too. Yeah, Bull Durham's the one. Yeah, Bull Durham's awesome. Uh, what else did I watch? A bunch of stuff, man. Um, anything else that's a high note? Not really. I mean, I saw like a few rom coms. Few, uh, you know, I I'm just trying to get through the end of the expiring stuff. I don't think I'm going to end up getting to Godfather three. Before it gets off Hulu, you're not missing shit. Because uh, I got it, I guess I got to watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's more, way more important than watching exactly Godfather three, which is trash. Exactly. So, so um, I, I still have uh, half of Godfather two because obviously I, I can't watch that all in one shot. Fredo, that bitch ass. 
Yeah, I haven't got to that. Uh, man, I do not know. I just I I watch so many that they like some of them start to blend together. together. Just you saying Godfather makes me think of my favorite line in The Godfather. You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one Fredo thing you do like. <laughs> Michael yeah, like- <laughs> Fredo. Don't you dare talk bad about the family ever again and take up for anyone outside the family. <laughs> I'm Mo Green. I was, I was, uh, wait, what did he say? Oh man. I think he says I was popping, I was popping, uh, I was popping seed while you were still sucking on your mama's tit or some shit like that. Something like that. Mo Green. Oh, I, I, wa- I watched a nominated, Oscar nominated movie Sideways. That's actually pretty good. I, I was I wanted to hate on it because I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like that movie. I watched we got that. We the Oscars today. Yeah, we do. Um, Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down's pretty good. I just not that into war movies. Sorry. Yeah. Um, like more current war movies, like the older ones. Yeah. Um, Master and Commander. So that was, that was all right. Oh, I, that Russell Crowe should have been on our list. That's the one like misstep of our list where I was like. Yeah, Russell Crowe did. Yeah, he should have uh, been at the bottom, but he should have been on source code. Source code. Trash. Yeah, <laughs> trash. I feel like that's. Uh, I guess. Good. I news. guess before before uh, yeah the one stuff I didn't talk about because I talked to you about Coplands on Sunday, but yeah I did watch Copland this week and I watched Do the Right Thing. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Watch some. Oh, I did. I did watch Above the Rim. That's the one I wanted to say that I saw Great basketball it. movie huh it was a good basketball movie it made me it made me put uh another tupac movie on my list because i was like i just want to see tupac act a little bit more which one juice i think so yeah juice is great and if you like juice then you got to watch poetic justice after all of tupac is that the one with janet jackson yeah all the ones with all the tupac movies are actually pretty good at least he's good that's what i'm saying i mean like when i watched that i was like damn tupac oh yeah tupac was gonna be a great actor if he didn't die yeah, I mean, I think Tupac could have uh, could have ousted um, some of the actors that got the roles later on in their careers. Oh, Tupac, I think if he would have acted, because to me, Tupac was going for Oscars. I don't think he would have yeah. done the Ice Cube, Are We There Yet? So I think Tupac, mm-hmm. arguably, is to say he could have been the greatest rapper turned actor better than will smith that's what i was about to say because i I think it could have taken some of will smith's roles in the late 90s early 2000s imagine him as as uh he would he could have taken denzel's best his i mean i say denzel's best denzel's most famous role in training day he could have taken that he could have he could have ran with that i could definitely see doing the king kong ain't got shit on me speech yeah i was about to say like in some ways he'd be a little bit more convincing Yep. Um, so. Just based on his the way he, you know, just and you know, Denzel is number one on my list. So, and that just, that says a lot about Tupac as how good he was as an actor. Yeah, I mean that that movie he did a really good job. Who was the other person that was in that movie that did? Oh, uh, the Wayne's Mar- the, Marlon guy. Wayne's. Yep, Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, Marlon Wayne's. he did good in that movie too. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. No, that's that great, great movie. But you mean, All right, but whenever you're ready, man. I'm, you know. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep us posted on where things are going in in the future. I should have some good stuff to talk about. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and get into the news. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's get started. This was an interesting thing. I wanted to start off with a little bit of 
Star Wars news. Like I could have talked about a, a casting in the Obi-Wan movie for a per- actress we've never heard of in a role that we don't know what it is. Yeah. But instead, um, uh, w- you know, we know that Anakin's coming back in the Obi-Wan Disney Plus series, but Clone Wars voice actor Matt Lanter was being interviewed by Entertainment Weekly during his interviews about Jupiter's legacy coming to Netflix, you know, next week, actually, or not next week, but the week after. Nice. May 7th, whatever that is. And uh, he mentioned that there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. I've seen, I've been in a, a part of some things that I can't talk about yet, but you'll see Anakin again. I've never quite put Anakin down, whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucas animation. Oh. So what could Anakin be doing in Lucas animation? I don't know. That's the question. Maybe, so the, I, um, maybe the anime stuff. Maybe the anime stuff. That's a good point. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I kind of have like a sneaking suspicion that they want to do something with Tarnikovsky style, like re 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 like a retread, mm, and maybe with it's voices. Successful. Yeah, because like it's been a hit. Like people are talking about all all about it. Yep, it's one of um, the biggest so, things Disney Plus has had besides Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, so I can see something like that maybe. Um, some people are talking about like you know something to do with rebels i'm like well it can't be during the vader era and we've already seen all of clone wars yep. the one thing that i've always clamored for that i would have liked to see is some kind of story in between episode one and two like the obi-wan and anakin training days there's a great comic book with that there is i have read i have read that comic. Yep, i've read and it as well i like it so i mean i think that would be an interesting thing to jump into um, uh, you may have to, you may not be able to use Matt Lanter for that. Cause you probably have to have a younger voice. True. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, Matt Lanter is not only Anakin in, uh, in Clone Wars, but he's also one of the stars of one of my favorite canceled NBC series, Timeless. So I'm always mm. down to see Matt Lanter. He was also in an episode of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. He was that. the, he was the rebel pilot or not the rebel pilot, the rebel um, who was working the prison that would like when they were all like uh, who got captured that, yeah who got captured and killed or whatever and he pressed mm. the button when he died nice okay good for Matt Lanter good little Star Wars news to start off the episode well let's take it to the realm of DC DC fandoms coming back October 16th 2021 that makes me think DC will not have a presence at San Diego Comic-Con I think this pretty much yeah. all but confirms it also DC news well, I th- I th- yeah go oh, ahead man. Oh, okay. I was just, I was just, I was just gonna say that I think that they realized how many people like tuned into that last time, and they're like, well, you know, I feel like the best way that we're gonna get what we want to a wider variety of audience besides the Comic Con audience is through that. I can see them also having, Marvel. yeah, I can see them having a smaller presence at Comic Con and keeping some of their big news for fandom, but like the Batman trailer is not coming out at Comic Con. No. It's going out of fandom closer to the I can see like I can see like a suicide squad something happening, right? That's before, yeah. Uh, to all, yeah, because Comic Con should be in July, June, August 6th. Six is the movie date because <clears throat> you got to think the Batman comes out in March. Is October too close for a trailer? I mean, maybe October too close for a trailer. No, I mean, the movie's over. The movie, no, the movie comes out in March. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about what's I'm saying. Like, yeah, they have, they filmed it. I mean, it's done. No, that's my thing. Okay. So my thing is, is, is it enough time 
to promote the movie starting in October or should they start at Comic-Con is my question. There's between them and Suicide Squad, there's not in the movie, right? Yeah, no, that's it. Promote it. Yeah, that's because you're gonna okay. be because at that time you're gonna be competing. You got Eternals about to come out. And that's why I'm saying is fandom more so for other properties and announcements, and and we still get that Batman trailer at Comic Con. No, no, I think they'll probably save their fandom. Because I mean that's that's okay. that'd be the reason for everyone to tune in. True. You gotta have a reason for people to tune in. Yeah. That's fair. Or it could be a flash teaser at fandom because the movie <laughs> Because and, and because the the first teaser they showed of the Batman movie was at Fandom. That is correct. So, so. but ooh, excuse me. Next up, we have Titans' cast: Vincent Carthasizer as Jonathan yeah. Crane, aka Scarecrow, for the upcoming season three of Titans. In the show, Crane is an inmate at Arkham Asylum who used to terrorize Gotham City using toxins to exploit his enemies' phobias. For those who don't know, based on the name, that is the one of the main characters from Mad Men. Ah, okay. Then, He's the one that was uh, under John Hamm. And, nice, like, okay. I don't know if you watch that show watch a little bit of it i know i know i can't, I can't remember exactly what his name but yeah he's like the second main character okay male I'm character good good guy to be uh scarecrow i'm interested I think so. how much scarecrow plays a role into this season does he deal with red hood or is it more so with barbara gordon yeah because i remember when they first announced it they didn't say he was an inmate they said he was actually working at arkham asylum now he's an inmate at arkham asylum so i'm interested to see what he's doing there uh it could be something that happens gradually or like we like a work program or no i mean like it could be like a flashback of like while we've uh, seen him doing crazy stuff there it'd be like flashback to like him as a some working at arkham yeah as, a, as like a um as a, a psychiatrist or something that type like of that. thing yeah okay well i'm ready for titans man so this is good news but that's all we really got on the DC side. I would have talked about the Batman leaks and the Flash leaks. I don't believe the Flash leaks, and I didn't get a chance to see the Batman leaks. So, mm. Yeah, I didn't see much else out of DC um, besides this. But I, you know, I'm, I'm ready for Titans as well. I think that it's a, it's a make or break season for them, honestly. I mean, yeah. If it's not good, it's- HBO Max is cutting it. Like for real i mean like this, this is the make or break time i guess so you're gonna have all eyes on you there's no, there's no uh well no one saw it because it's on the dc universe app you know this is crazy time. time we were reviewing a show on dc universe what a crazy time we got guests to talk about, about the show that we were reviewing universe. on dc universe crazy era man crazy yeah. times uh but let's move into the trailers let's uh let's start with uh the the uh yasuke new trailer yasuke yasuke sorry we finally know what it's about i think it looks amazing oh yeah i'm so excited about it i mean it's out as people are listening to this right now so they should definitely check it out but um yeah i mean yeah i'm watching that when i get off f predators i'm gonna watch that i i don't know if it came out at midnight oh well okay true 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 but yasuke Uh, fire i like the story uh, they have, I see how the sci why they said sci-fi, the powers look cool. I'm super interested. It looks like we're going to see three different phases of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely a lot to look forward to out of this trailer for it. Um, not that we weren't already 
locked in. Just confirmed it, everything we yeah. do. So, solid. Um, let's talk about one that's a little short. I don't think you saw the new trailer for Luca. No. Um, it showed a little bit more into the story as well. Basically, it's like two um, mer people, I, I would say. Fish boys. They end up coming out on land, so it's like about them acclimating to like human life and you know trying to keep their secret you know very similar in the same ocean as uh as ariel well i mean like they're not mer people but i mean like they're just like cute they're they 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 fish boys in water real boys in the uh (laughs) uh, on land yeah and uh you know you can definitely see the the Italy influences. It looks it looks like it'd be a pretty cool little film for the kids. Nice. So, Good for the kids. Yeah, and you know, uh I think it's Pixar and uh they've been killing it. You know, one thing I've been doing when I was talking about the Oscar someone I was looking at like the animated stuff cuz Soul won yep. animated Oscar this year. Disney's really kind of killed that category. They've won <laughs> like they really it's between it, them and Miyazaki in Japan, literally. The yeah, the um the the award started in 2001. First ever winner of that award was Shrek. Um, but Ever-ever besides been, Shrek, it's um, been downhill. Yeah, how's how's Moving Castle didn't even win? It was Spirited Away was the only winner from uh from the animes and uh and then every, I think almost every single other one has been Disney. It's pretty wild. That's just, um, they dominate, so you know. Yeah, uh, let's talk. Uh, I want to save Master and None last. I think that was the best mm-hmm. one. Uh, but let's talk about West Side Story. I honestly, Lyndon, I've been poo pooing it. You have, but but I'll watch that. I yeah, mean, it, it looks. It, it looks good. It looks. Like, it looks good. like okay. a movie. My issue with it is it looks very, very Spielberg-y. And I know that's not a fair criticism, but like Spielberg's later movies are like, I'm Spielberg and I'm going to put all of this Spielberg shit in it. And I just hope it has a good story because to me, In the Heights, which is a very similar movie, looks a lot better for a less budget. That's factual. That's that's factual. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely tell this got more money in the budget than In the Heights. So yep. I feel like in, in the Heights is going to bank on the fact that we're showing some new faces. We're doing something that's different, never been seen before. Um, but I, I, I was worried that they were going to do a West Side Story that didn't feel like it was going Classic. to. Well, that just didn't feel like Cats, for example, you know, gotcha. something that was a little bit too crazy and out there. And that was kind of what I was worried about with West Side Story. But it seems like Spielberg's really going to ground it. Um, I'd, we'll see about the castings. Yeah. Uh, I still think In the Heights is going to be better, but I, I don't really think I can say bad things about West Side Story now. It looks like it's a movie. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Um, Tomorrow War. Well, uh, I, I don't know how to feel about that because, like, obviously I'm glad that in the trailer they don't show us what the alien look like what the aliens look like um but i mean it just looks all right yeah it just looks like your typical action movie looks like predators which which i mean you know maybe amazon prime wants to tap into that i mean like you know they can't have everything be super great i mean they got to have some things that are just 
All right, like the Owen Wilson movie. If they do action movies better than Netflix, then hey, they're already they're already ahead of the curve. That's true. I mean, it it didn't look like it was going to be like super terrible. Yeah, no, but, yeah. But again, we have to see the alien, so and that's the thing. And also, can't be mad at that because, like we were saying earlier, the movie we were talking about Predator, you don't see the alien until like an hour, hour thirty in. So maybe, yeah. we, maybe we get something like that. Yeah, a big reveal kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, as for me being excited for it before I see it, can't really say that. Just gotta see it because, like, yeah. all it is is Chris Pratt holding a gun, walking around. That's pretty much the whole trailer. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, and then you know, someone explaining the situ- the scenario, like this is a war thirty minutes, thirty years in the future, where the opponent is not human. Yeah, pretty much. On June, July second is where it was. A, it was either June second or July second. Well, we're gonna be reviewing it because if we reviewed Old Guard, Triple Frontier, all those trash Extraction. Netflix action movies, we're gonna review the Amazon action movies. So. Yep. Um, and then the last thing we got here is Master Nun season three. Yep. Okay. So gotta let the which, fans know. Which gotta, I haven't seen a lot of pushback, which I would have expected to have seen that. Gotta that I think it's because it's not with Aziz being in the mm-hmm. front. In the front, but I mean, like he's in there. You saw I, him in the trailer. I, f- I find the irony of it is that people people have such a problem with Aziz, and then Aziz is going to direct and write and write. Uh, a series that really makes leaps and bounds towards representation. Yeah. So, so and, and it's like, it's like, always, uh, it's like, Oh, I can't boycott Aziz because like, this is actually something that that's we good. need to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Master of None has always been one of my favorite Netflix shows. I love it. We got some insider information, not going to say from who, but you just got to trust us. It's literally, I'll give you a hint. It's not Aziz and it's not Lita Waith. Who's the other person involved? That's all I'm going to say. Insider information that they've been having this plan for a while, ever since the Thanksgiving episode. For those, so for those who say they're showing Lena's character because Aziz had the situation, that's not the case. And maybe we'll get some Aziz content in the future. And we know he's going to be in the show. And I mean, we know he's, he's... going to be in it. There's more I could say, but I respect my friendships of these people, so I can't say of my yeah. super. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for Aziz in this scenario. I think it's good that he takes a step back out of the season. We're gonna and get he's the way too. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's we're gonna see what he can do uh, behind the camera. Uh, Lena Waithe. I, I'm interested to see like if this season has a COVID slant. I I hope it doesn't because it but seems I, like they're isolated. It does that's the thing? It seems like they like went to a country and now they have to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so. it seems like to me. Which, I, which could really work. It could have some that's interesting the story points about how living with your partner nonstop, like the the situation that comes with that. I mean, you know, it's a part. It's part of the reality of telling the story of human life to be able to have to tell the story of 2020. So, you know, some people may be against having uh, COVID episodes or COVID seasons of. TV, it's it's history now. I mean, you know, it's got to it's got to be incorporated when you think about that time period of the of 2020, 2021. Yeah, so you're right. If uh, if you're making a series, it 
it's supposed to be around that time frame. That's part of the deal. So okay. if that's the way it At is, least then do it better than law and order yeah. organized crime where we don't wear masks and we're still not wearing masks, but some people wear them, some people don't. Well, see, they could not wear masks since they're in that countryside. So, yeah. True facts, 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 facts. But that's all the trailers we got. So yep. let's transition to the next news. And we're going to talk more about this in the Falcon Winter Soldier review. But Captain America 4 is in the works with Malcolm Spellman and uh, D- uh, Delon Musan set to write the scripts. Those are the writers and showrunners besides uh, Kari, to, um, who did Falcon Winter Soldier. Also, Chinaka Hodge is set to write the Disney Plus series Ironheart, which is the next version of Iron Man. Um, I want to see what she's done. I don't know what she's done, but... Captain America 4, I couldn't be more excited for, and I'm going to save my thoughts on that when we review Falcon Winter Soldier because I think it's only appropriate for us to really dive into what that movie could be because they pump faked us. They told us we're getting another season of Falcon Winter Soldier, but now we're getting a movie. Do you think that's only, Do you think that's because it was so popular? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think a lot of people are receiving this, and we've talked about it where, you know, more so than WandaVision. I mean, I talked to someone... Uh, this this girl that I grew up with, and she's never really been into like the whole comic book movie scene. But her boyfriend made her watch Back in Winter Soldier, and she was telling me today how like she loves it, and she thought it was like phenomenal. So I mean, like even people who aren't big Marvel heads are really enjoying Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, and I think uh, that's probably the reason that you revive the Captain America franchise. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, well, if you're going to introduce this character as Captain America and then not give him a movie, that's kind of messed up. That's true. But I would like to see if the movie's more Sam Wilson focused and we then get like uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier season two for Bucky. But we'll talk more about that, like I said, when we review the season finale. But- Second half of uh, what you were talking about, I looked it up what she's done. The only... Well, she's done two things. She did amazing stories, which is on Apple TV. Mm. I haven't got to watch a lot of that. And she was only the executive story editor, so it wasn't really anything writing-wise. The only thing that she's written for, besides Ironheart, um, is Snowpiercer. It's oh. series. Oh. Series, not the movie. Mm. Well, you know, series is meh, but give it a shot. These Disney uh, TV shows haven't, these Marvel TV shows haven't let me down so far, besides, I mean, WandaVision, but Falcon Winter Soldier was that It didn't great. let you let you down completely. It, yeah, it didn't let me You're down just, completely. It just wasn't yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, Netflix has released their summer movie slate trailer. Yep. A little bit too much to mix in with the trailers. Some things of note that I saw when I was going through this uh, this trailer was Vivo uh, with Lin-Manuel Miranda as a street-performing animated monkey in what looked like Spain. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. That was recently... Uh, whoever was behind it, I think it was Sony, maybe they pulled it out of theaters and put it on Netflix. Yeah, uh, they have all those Sony movies are going to be straight yep. to uh, Netflix. Um, Beckett with John David Washington follows nice. a couple on vacation who fall trapped to a violent conspiracy. Interesting. That's what we need, JD Dubs. That's what we need. Um, R.L. Stein's Fear Street trilogy ended the trailer. Um, it's a, it's going to be a three movie release and all the three of the movies are going to release in the summer. I assume they'll probably be all short. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. What if they're all two hours? 
I mean, that's possible. Is. Like they could do that if they wanted. And I think that'd be a pretty interesting thing to do. It looked at, it looked way scarier than the goosebumps of old. Cause I mean, that's what RL Stein is goosebumps. So it looked a little scarier than that. Uh, and then the last, Oh, and I have two more on here. Sweet girl starring Jason Momoa reminds me a lot of Punisher. It's going to be an action thriller following a husband who vows to bring justice to those who killed his wife while protecting his daughter. And the last bit, and the last bit is uh, America, the motion picture, an animated uh, show, which seems like it's going to feature different American heroes, Washington, Lincoln, Spoofed, um, and Channing Tatum is going to voice George Washington. I'm excited for that. I think I'd rate it in terms of excitement, the JDW movie one, the animated show two, then the Jason Momoa, then uh, R.L. Stein, and then Vivo. Vivo had a little clip that I watched of it, and I mean, it looks cute. I think like it's the same people who did Sing. I don't know if you ever saw Sing. I did with the little with the little singing pig. Well, yeah, I mean, the main character was a gorilla. Oh yeah, true. The yeah. pig's just the thing that I remember the most. With yeah, the shit on. <laughs> yeah, and that movie was not terrible. It was I mean, not. I was thought not it was terrible. better it was than *Cute Light of Pets*. I mean, it's, yeah. It was. It was. The Secret Life Fest wasn't bad either. No, it um, wasn't bad at So Journey Smollett, she's going to star in the Netflix thriller Lou. Nice. Appearing alongside Allison Janney. Nice. This is part of J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot um, deal that he made with Netflix. Uh, the story centers on a woman whose daughter is kidnapped, so she teams up with a mysterious older woman next door to pursue the kidnapper. A journey into the wilderness that will test their limits and expose dark and shocking secrets from their past. Okay. I think that's pretty, I think, I think that sounds pretty good. You got Journey Smollett, who's on the rise, Allison Janney, who we know is great. Yep. And then you tie that with Bad Robot. I'm all in. Sign me up. Yep. Uh, it's going to be directed by Anna Forrester, who directed a lot of Westworld. Yep. Okay, cool. So shout out to Anna Forrester. I'm down for all of that. So next up, another round, one, in, uh, well, got on one uh, best international feature film. Basically, it's a Danish dramedy about four friends who engage in epic drinking, um, epic drinking binge. binge, which will be remade into English. Leonardo DiCaprio is being eyed to star in the film in the role originated for Maz Mikkelsen, but there's no formal deal in place. DiCaprio's production company, Appian Way, acquired film rights from a bidding war that reportedly involved Jake Gyllenhaal's production company, Nine Stories, as well as Elizabeth Banks. Man, imagine the Jake Gyllenhaal... Uh, uh, another round, and then imagine the Elizabeth Banks female. That's why. That's why I added that bit in there because I was like, "Oof, I wonder what that would have been like." <laughs> Elizabeth Banks always trying to get these fucking movies for her company. Her movies are trash. I'm glad Leo got it. And look, another round is basically these four friends who constantly are buzzed. They're not getting shit faced. Their thing is to constantly be like tipsy because they all the time. do better. Yeah, all the time. So. I think having it in America can give a different spin on it, just like having Parasite be in America and deal with the American things could be a different spin on it. Now, if it's wow. just, just going to be a remake, then I don't know. I hope it's its own spin. I hope it's its own spin, too, because otherwise I feel like it's pie in the face to Mads Mikkelsen. Like <laughs> yeah. If you're just going to make the English version of another round, then just get Mads Mikkelsen to do it. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not like this dude doesn't act in American films. 
We only use Mads as villains, not as me. I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's screwed though. That's messed Poor up. Guy. Yeah. Like if I'm mad in America, I'm in America, he can only play a bad guy or a Nazi. I mean, geez. <laughs> if I'm mad, I'm like, okay, I really wish Elizabeth Banks would have got it. Jillian Hall. Yeah, she would have definitely. I'd have definitely rather Jillian Hall. But now Leo, that's fucked. If I'm mad with something like that's fucked up. Whatever studio makes it, I'd be like. I'm not going to be your villains ever again. <laughs> but like Seriously, like watch him not even be included in this project at all. <laughs> he won't be. <laughs> and like, that's so, so messed up, dude. <laughs> Pooh Shiesty, that's my dog. But Pooh, I am, you know, I'm really shysty. That's what America's <laughs> going to tell him, bro. <laughs> I mean, so like, I just don't know how I feel about that. I, I would like to see I, another I don't round. feel about that good either. <laughs> But I mean, I just don't feel good good about that. I mean, like, cool Leonardo DiCaprio. This seems like a good role for him to do. But like, it's just like poor Mads. <laughs> but it's like if if it was someone who wasn't a well known actor in America, in, in a movie I'd, that I'd be just like, okay, happen. That's the thing. Like this movie just won an Oscar with Mads Mikkelsen, and yet we're gonna remake it in America. And then if I'm Mads, imagine if the Leo thing gets nominated for Best Picture and Best Actor. So why I didn't get nominated for Best Picture and Best Actor, but I got Best International? Fuck out of here. Yeah, didn't some didn't actors in Parasite get nominated for acting Oscars? Yeah, I feel like maybe he should have been included in that group. That's why I got a little slighted. Because I mean, I think that the lead actor category was a little bit uh, a little trash. We a little trash. Call, I, it, call it what it is. Yeah, I mean, we can get into it and probably argue about it, but I mean, I didn't understand the backlash as well. Oh, I'll me have to say. Me neither. I agree with you on that. So yeah. Um. So talking about Elizabeth of Banks. Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> um. The Flintstones sequel series from Warner Brothers Animation is officially in development at Fox, with Elizabeth Banks attached to star and executive produce. The animated series titled Bedrock is set 20 years after the events of the original series. Banks will voice the adult Pebbles Flintstone, in addition to being the executive producer. The synopsis is this. Fred Flintstone is on the brink of retirement, and 20-something Pebbles is embarking on her own career. As the Stone Age gives way to the shiny and enlightened new Bronze Age, the residents of Bedrock will find this evolution harder than a swing from Bam Bam's club. Why are we still with Fred? Like, you made it known that it's it's Pebbles the lead. Like, I don't care that Fred well, is think- on the brink of retirement. Well, I think that what they why they put that at the beginning is to show that it's not going to be about Fred. So I mean, like ah, he's on okay. he's on the brink of retirement. So now we're going to focus on twenty seven pebbles. pebbles. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I, I rock with that. Because I mean, I, like, still, you it's Fred is going to be in the show. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like Fred and Barney are going to be in the show. They just may not be the leads. I'll definitely give this a watch if it's if the trailer intrigues me. There's a there's a picture from uh, Flintstone spoof on Family Guy, and someone tweeted it out and was like. Fox's Flintstones. And I was like, <laughs> Lois might be what it looks like. <laughs> it really might. It really might. So, but uh, next up, Noah Centino has been cast in an untitled espionage drama for Netflix. He will star as a fledgling lawyer at the CIA who becomes enmeshed in dangerous international power politics. Sounds like Netflix's version of Jack Ryan. <laughs> Let him try it. I mean, they like their boys, Noah Centino. And they yeah, like he- their action movies. And we'll see how it goes for him in this. I mean, he's going to... Oh, it's not Centino. It's Centineo. Whatever. (laughs) I just thought about that. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, so, yeah, he's going to do Black Adam. Yep. um, Which made me... 
He-Man maybe. So like, that's the thing about his career. You know, he did the two old boys I loved before, which was a success, I would say. And, um, you know, just movies to become mainstream to come out. Black Adam, He-Man, and this. Pretty much. Yeah. This is his opportunity to be the leading man in something that is in a, Hey, I'm a attractive teenage boy. This could get him on our list in the future. This? I don't know. No, no, I'm saying between Black Adam, He-Man, and this. If those three movies are successes, that puts him on our list. See, I, th- I think he's going on a different path. I don't oh, think blockbuster he's, he's path. Going, he's going on the blockbuster path, and I don't know if that would end up getting him to where, to that level. Not the all-time list. I'm talking about the under, tw- the under, uh, the top actors under 30 list that we did, or the, uh, the the new age actors list that we did. Oh, I mean, he's pretty close to being on that already. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with like Robert Pattinson, that list. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the list I'm talking about. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's going down like the blockbuster. I don't want to say Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise made uh, some serious movies at, at early. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I'm born in, in, on the 4th of July, serious movie, 1989, right yeah. at the beginning. Rain Man was right after that. So it seems like Noah Centineo is going down the. I don't. I don't even know the star I could say. Maybe like the Stallone, uh, Schwarzen- Rock. Schwarzenegger, Rock Path, like just straight blockbusters. We're gonna have to see them, but good for him. You maybe even say Tom Holland. See, I think Tom Holland already puts himself outside of that because he he's done Devil all the time and Cherry. Yeah, but I mean, like they really weren't they really weren't that big. So, like you know, Tom Holland is really best known for Spider Man, and sure. and then we're about to be Nathan Drake. True, true. But at but no, I mean, Santino, he doesn't have any uh, Devil all the times though. Uh, it depends on like how, where you talk about his rom com career. That bro, I'm not counting that. Is you got to put some respect on my guy Tom Holland's name. Tom Holland's doing serious dramas. Noah Centineo's going be himself in a fucking kissing booth movie. Like, get out of here with that shit, bro. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was the guy for rom coms in his <laughs> in like this decade. Like, he's bro. I'm not counting them rom com movies. Well, his ass is. You know who he's gonna be? He's gonna be uh. What's what's my guy's name from Con Air? Not Nicolas Cage, but the other one. Who's the other guy? Looks just like Nicolas Cage and Adrian Brody. He was in the rom-coms. He held up the music box over his head. Oh, Cusack? He's going down the Cusack path. Wouldn't be a bad path. Wouldn't be a bad path at all, but I'm just saying, he, him and Tom Holland is different. I'm built different. Like that dude who just fucking breaks the apple in his muscle. <laughs> Uh, well, next up, we got Lionsgate TV looking to produce a Saw TV series and an American Psycho TV series. More what do you think about that? More interested in the American Psycho series just because no, I'm not. Saw has been having too much shit, and Spiral makes me less excited for Saw. If Spiral wasn't coming out or if Spiral's good, I actually think Saw would work better as a TV show than as a movie because you could explore each like specific like torture thing I just think Saw's been played out. Saw's been played out. We've had too many of them already. And American Psycho as a series, what are you going to do? <laughs> How are you going to do that? Multiple people going to the, uh, to the hotel. If someone came up and pitched me American Psycho series, I was like, did you watch the movie? <laughs> like, how are you going to make a series out of that? Wait, okay, wait. Is American Psycho, that's Patrick Bateman, huh? Yes. 
oh, okay, never mind. I thought you were talking about Psycho. American Psycho, I actually think he can do. You show his growth, like, okay. The thing is, with American Psycho, the reason why, uh, one of the complaints is how fast Patrick Bateman went from stock guy to murderer. You can show that, you can show, you can- It wasn't real. Spoiler. True. (laughs) But I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are you going to do? Like, show his buildup of that? And like, but it wasn't- like, is it going to be real now? Like, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, I guess you make it real. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> but both Lionsgate suck. TV. Both, both suck. Nobody's getting Lions, Lionsgate TV anytime soon. Well, I don't think it's a streaming. I just think it's a production. It's the Probably going to be part of Paramount Plus. But uh, Khan, Khan is coming back. I just wanted to list some of the important movies that Khan's going to have so we could just be on the lookout for coming up next year. The Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard film, Wes Anderson star-studded French dispatch film, uh, Sean Penn's drama Flag Day, which the actor stars as a father living a double life as a con man and bank robber in order to provide for his daughter. Penn also stars alongside his daughter, Dylan Penn, and son, Hopper Penn, Josh Brolin, and Miles Teller. That sounds actually really fucking good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Other can uh, con possibilities are the power of a dog, two brothers pitted against each other with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst and then Paul Sh- Schrader's revenge thriller The Card Counter with Oscar Isaacs and William Defoe. Schrader's follow-up to Oscar-nominated First Reform, The Card Counter being handled by Fo- uh, Focus Features in the U.S. and Universal Studios internationally. Stars Oscar Isaac as a gambler whose Spartan lifestyle uh, moving from one casino to the next is shattered when he is approached by an angry young man seeking help to exact revenge on a military colonel. Interesting. Although uh, although the power of, dog, of the dog is handled by Netflix globally, the movie could possibly play out uh, at the Cannes competition. Uh, some, uh, some other film... Oh, the power of dog and card counter have been invited to Venice, but are first waiting to see if Khan pulls off the festival amid the pandemic. Also... Paul Thomas Anderson's Soggy Bottom, that, that's going to be at Con, a film set in the 1970s, San Fernando Valley, starring Benny Safady, Joseph Cross, and Bradley Cooper. The artistic director was recently in talks with Universal Studios, but the movie's new release date at the end of the year suggests it's a more distant possibility at this point. Look at Benny Safady acting, man. He's got this movie, and he's got Obi-Wan. Shout out to Billy Safadi, just killing it. Out of all of these, I actually think the Sean Penn movie sounds the most interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. For me, it, it's Sean Penn and then uh, Adam Driver, probably. Ah. Uh, See, I'm going Sean Penn then the card counter with Oscar Isaac. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about Annette, whether it was something I had seen or something that I read. We watched that I heard trailer. That be- we just didn't talk about it because it was all in French. That's right. That's we, right. We watched the trailer. It looked I, fucking yeah. weird. It looks weird in a <laughs> yeah. cool kind of way. I don't know. Adam Driver, Marion. I haven't seen Ma- Marion Cotillard since what? Inception. Dark Knight Rises. Like, well, Inception came out after that, right? Oh, oh. no, Dark Knight Rises did yeah, come out Dark after Night that. Rises after that, yeah. So that's the last. Was she was she in Dark Knight Rises? Yes, yeah, she was. She's Talia Al Ghul. Oh, she was Talia Al Ghul. I asked what she was. Okay, yeah, she was Talia Al Ghul. Because they made her as like this bait and switch thing where she was uh, uh, um, she was a company woman that was trying to save Bruce Wayne's company. But then it turns out she was only using him 
to uh kill him because of what she did what he did to her father because she's yeah. uh, she's Talia al Ghul. But that's all the news. It's time to get into the oh wait, real quick, let's talk Oscars before we get to okay, the yeah. Um yeah, so uh Best Picture, best Nomad Land. Yeah. We gotta review it. We gotta watch it. We gotta watch it. We'll, I'm thinking we'll, next we'll watch week. It. We gotta review it next week. Sure, I'll watch it. Yep. Best picture. We um, and so and I guess on the f- it finally won. And I guess to piggyback off that, uh, Francis McDormand won and Chloe best Zhao. actress. And Chloe Zhao won best director. Yep. Uh, no problems with all of those. No problems. No, no problems. Just gotta watch Nomadland you know, and see Minari before and, and uh, before I say those two should have got it over Sound of Music. I thought Sound of know, Music was a great. Uh, Sound I mean, of Metal we'll, was a great movie though. We'll see about uh, Andrews about and the Black too. But with this win, that gives Frances McDormand four. I mean, she is right on the cusp of being at Meryl Street. She's up there on our list when we talk about it. Well, yeah. I mean, she'll she'll be up there. She's up there for me. You know, I you know, uh, she has movies coming out. She's about to be Lady Macbeth and the tragedy of Denzel of, of Macbeth Ooh. with Denzel. I mean, she's That's about to be in French Dis, French Dispatch. Wes Anderson. You know, yep. She's not. She's not. Uh, Closing the door on and unlike you know, her Mero, career, who started doing like whack movies, she seems like she's only getting better. Yeah, I mean, she's really kind of grown into uh, the age that she's in because I mean, both of us have seen her first ever movie, Blood Simple. Yep, and like that was a t- completely different Frances McDormand. A Frances McDormand, where you're like, mm, she's pretty good looking. I mean, yeah. like now this is this... <laughs> facts. I mean, like, yeah, that was the first time I ever seen Frances McDormand in like a young young cast role. No, I was like, oh wow. <laughs> Didn't know she, Fargo was, she was a, a cutie. Yeah. Because in Fargo, she's um, pregnant. Yeah, in Fargo, she's pregnant, yeah. But, um, you know, good for her. I mean, I think uh, we'll see with Nomadland, but, you know, I, she's a, a great actress, and we'll end up talking about her later. Yep. Uh, what do we got? Best supporting actress was the lady from Inari. Yep. I thought good she had a really her. fun speech. Yeah, she did. And she was like, I just want to meet Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, I saw I saw that Jordan Peele reached out to her afterwards like, and was you. like, I see you. Yeah. And like, that, which is interesting. I would like to see Jordan Peele pick her up for a film. Do something. Yeah. So uh, best supporting actor went to our guy, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, well deserved. Best actor went to Anthony Hopkins. Now, people are saying Lakeith that. got cheated out. That's where I'm going with it. People were saying that. Uh, Chadwick Boseman got cheated out. I think they rigged it so Lakeith and Daniel didn't both win it because I think they both would have won it if Lakeith was nominated. I feel like they wanted to give Anthony Hopkins the Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar, so they put Lakeith in supporting when Lakeith should have been lead. That's the controversy. It's not Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, everyone was saying, like, oh, I don't know why they didn't give it to Chadwick Boseman. I was like, well, did you watch Ma Rainey's Back Black Bottom? Yeah. It was not the best part of that movie. It was 100% Viola Davis. Yeah. So, you know, he that was not an Oscar winning performance. And, you know, even his camp has come out and been like, he didn't really care about the Oscars anyway. Like, it's not that big a deal. People like, relax. Yeah. Chill out. It should have been, I, it, it should have been Lakeith. That's who should have got it. Should have been Lakeith. Best lead actor. You know, Daniel Kluwa won the Oscar in the right category, in my opinion. Like, he, he was, was the supporting support. actor of that movie. But Lakeith Stanfield was a lead actor in his movie. Yes. And he should have been nominated for lead actor. And let me say this: if Nomad Land is not better than Judas and the Black Messiah, I'm sorry. Then we don't have to. We don't have to switch up best. Uh, best picture. Real. Because because yeah. I I I understand if you don't give it best director. I understand that Chloe Zhao should probably get that, 
But sure. let's not act like Judas and the Black Messiah wasn't a great fucking movie. Yeah, I agreed. I have, you know, and I'm glad Daniel Kluwer ended up getting that as he that should. Oscar win because he should have. And shout out um, to Tennant. I thought Tennant deserved more love than one for like special effects or whatever. Dude. So shout out to the masterpiece that's Christopher Nolan's Tenet, because I guarantee Ooh. you in 10 years, people are going to be making think pieces saying, oh, this movie's a masterpiece. Oh, it got robbed. And, and I'm going to just sit there like me and Schubert were telling you fucks that t- 10 years ago. You know, we, the, we the braved movie. the coronavirus to go see it. <laughs> we did, so, man. We, that movie was fucking in, incredible. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I like, like I've said before, For I my girlfriend to go into that movie and understand it kind of and like it. That says a fucking lot. So I don't understand how you movie cinema fucks don't see what I see and what Schubert sees. Like, yeah, my girlfriend's not a big movie talk. Like, my girlfriend doesn't like movies that talk a lot. And for her to understand it, and granted, I had to explain some stuff during it, she thought that movie was fire. Shout out to Robert Butler III, RB3. He loves it, thinks it's a masterpiece as well. There's, there's a small faction of us who are saying this is Quentin Tarant- I mean, Nolan's best film or his second best film. It's definitely top, top three. Top, top three. Yep. It's yeah, I, would, I would say Dark One Dark Knight, Knight um, and then Tenet, got, and then, and then I, I haven't seen Prestige or Pimento, so I, I assume one of those two. Prestige. I assume it's one of those two, yeah. So any other thing? Oh, Soul One Best Animated. Soul One Best Animated. We said another round one international. Sound of Music. Uh, best documentary song. was the movie. Octopus Teacher. Yep. Um, what, what, what I, I screenplay. Was that Mank? I think it was Mank. Was that was that Mank? I'm not sure. I'm about to pull up Oscar. Well, Mank won a lot. If, yeah, yeah, they really? won. Yeah, it won like set design. It won costume design. It won a lot. Here we go. I got it. Uh, sound editing went to uh, Sound of Metal. Yeah, shout out to Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah, My Octopus Teacher, like you were saying. Uh, original song with the Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. Animated that was good. Feature yeah. film Soul. Oh, adapted screenplay, The Father. And then original screenplay. Original screenplay was Promising, Promising Young, Young Woman. Woman. Which, good for that film. I want to see it so badly. Like, I really want to see that movie. I'm definitely watching that movie. I heard it's Joker, but for the ladies. Yeah, I've, I've, I think the production design, Mank, cinematography, Mank, costume design, My Rainey's Black Box, animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. Oh, live action short film. Let me shout out uh, Baton Rouge's own Van Lathan of The Ringer, Joey Badass. They won, they won for Two Distant Strangers. Yep. Yeah, they were both. Um... Producers, right? Or Joey Badass is actually Joey Badass is the lead, and Van Lathan is the executive producer. Mm-hmm. I think he might have wrote something on it. I don't know for a hundred percent. I'll check real quick to see what he did, but I'm pretty sure. Believe, believe it or not, Van Lathan was on a po- uh, Bachelor podcast I listened to the other day. Oh, oh, wait, which one? Well, the Ringer Bachelor podcast, but he was oh, talking okay. about. Uh, he was talking about uh, like the finale because Matt James's brother showed up, and Matt James's brother is apparently a rapper. Ah, like, okay. So he was like talking shit about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, Van Lathan was the executive producer. I don't know if he was one of the writers. Original score went to Soul. Visual effects was Tenant. Film editing, sound and metal, makeup, hair was Maureen's Black Bottom. That's about it. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So shout out to all the winners. 
not not upset at this Oscars as much as we've been of no. others. And and you know, it was the lowest uh, ratings, TV ratings for Oscars. Uh, it came in at a little under ten million, as it should have, because it was the pandemic Oscars. And it was, it was one pandemic of the Oscars. I, I, you know, I think as a production, it was, it was one of the better Oscars I've seen. That's what I'm saying. I think the only issue out. that it had is that the film quality was just a little lacking. I mean, you have Borat being, you know, up for you know major Oscars, which is a little bit lacking. And I don't think a lot of people saw enough movies during the pandemic. The crazy thing is they could have because it's most of them are on streaming. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, so yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of people. Accessible. But you know, and then a lot of people were talking about. I don't want to watch the Oscars. I don't want to watch the politics of it. And I really didn't feel like that. Like meshed into it very much. No. Um, I think it's I really, I really enjoyed. They're trying to find issue with that. Yeah, I really enjoyed the way that the presenters an- announced the nominees, and like you know, they gave you little fact facts and little uh, behind the scenes information about like the certain people or like something they did or their influences or you know for the actors it was like what their first movie was you know I thought all that was really cool and like a good insight so I I think that that was something that I would like to see moving forward and would draw me to watch the Oscars a little bit more so I can learn a little bit more about the people who are involved that's a fact I agree with that but with that being said it's time to get a into our segment where we suggest one movie or TV show or that's coming out this week or has been out for a little bit that we want to put y'all on game to. This segment's called Movie on the Rise. Shoot, I'm going first because yeah. I don't care about what you got. My two things are the best two things coming out this week. So we got Yasuke, which we told y'all about in the opener. Shit looks incredible. But the movie that I'm excited for drops Friday. Schubert, you know damn well, Thursday night at 12 o'clock, Lyndon is turning on Amazon to watch Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. It's fucking time, Schubert. I'm so excited. I get to finally rank Michael B. Jordan again and see where he stands. Are you going to be up to snuff, Michael, or are you going to be at the bottom? I'm believing in you because I've been hearing this is one of your better roles. And I think this is the way we can get the Jack Ryan universe. I need this to be successful so I can see John Krasinski, uh, Wendell Pierce, and Michael B. Jordan all in a movie or TV show. Yeah, I really hope it works out because Michael B. Jordan really needs this to be a a hit. Um, Because people like JDW, Adam Driver, and Robert Pattinson are passing him by. For sure, for sure. And, you know... He he has one of the best characters in the MCU, but because it was a one-off, it's gonna be it's not gonna be remembered. Yep, um, he has one of the best sports movies, like with Creed. So like, if this works, he's back on top. Yeah, so he really needs this to pay off. It's a really interesting concept. All the trailers are really interesting. The behind the um, scenes, I watched a video today. That's how excited I am for it. He did a lot of his own stunts. There you go. Like he's, he, don't, he's don't hurt to, yourself like Tom Cruise. He's trying to do it, man. So I'm excited. Both of those, Yasuke without remorse, we will be reviewing. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. Yasuke, I'm super pumped for. Yes. Yeah, uh, so on May 4th, may the 4th be with all of y'all because I won't be able to say it until next week. But so next Tuesday, Bad Batch will release on Disney Plus. Is it all yeah. dropping or is it weekly? Mm-mm. I think it's, I think it's going to be similar. It might actually be one every week. We're definitely reviewing that at the end. Yeah, we'll review it then. 
because like I'm trying to remember what Clone Wars did. Didn't Clone Wars do three the first week and then I think Clone Wars did bunches, like yeah. little bits of threes. Cause like I think that they released that whole ending slate all together. It did. I remember you telling me about uh, that. Yeah, so I think it'll probably be a few episodes to come out for Bad Batch, but I'm excited about it. I think it's nice. gonna be good. Okay, well, that's that's what we got. Um, are we doing the Mortal Kombat review last? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Invincible first. What'd you think? Okay. Big episode. We need to talk, Mark. Yeah, man. Um, it, it was all. I felt like that episode was a little bit anticlimactic in a sense because I wanted to yeah. get to this him and his dad. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when we finally get there, and then the episode's over, it's like, ugh. yep. So, but you know, he gets he gets you, dumped. You want me to read the uh the the synopsis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so after Debbie relocates to the GDA, Cecil explains the truth before uh, both witness Nolan kills Cecil's associate, Donald Ferguson, a.k.a. the fusion of Bobby Hill and, uh, and um, Dale, Dale Gribble, and several oh, yeah, GDA yeah, yeah. agents adding a neural link upgrade. The Rudy clone reluctantly euthanizes his progenitor. Hang and betraying the Maulers, the new Rudy leaves the Guardians, uh, leaves for a Guardian summons, he explains himself to the team who are taken back by Rudy's revelations before learning the truth of Omni-Man and rele- uh, realize their predecessor's fates. Cecil buys time by talking to Nolan before retreating to deploy Sinclair's re- uh, reanimate in a modified kaiju to kill him, unfazed by Mark revealing his superhero identity and having deduced the truth. Weeks ago, Ad- Amber d- dumps him as he never trusted her before. Mark sees Eve's wisdom, but she sternly criticizes his selfish behavior. When the two intercept Nolan's fight with the kaiju, Cecil calls Eve to abandon Mark and rendezvous with the Guardians. Just as the Maulers revive Immortal, he flies off to battle. Omni-Man and Avengers teams massacre while Mark narrowly subdues the kaiju. News choppers capture Omni-Man, killing the Immortal in a live global broadcast before Nolan finally asks to talk with a bewildered Mark. Yo! Fuck Amber. Fuck Amber. Fuck Amber. God, you suck, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a interesting. You were upset last week because Mark ran away, but you said you knew this for weeks. So why are you upset that he saved you? And yeah, well, yeah. Hypocrisy? So like, why are you? Hypocrisy? So why are you? Yeah, calling him out about like not being there when like obviously you knew he was there. That's what I didn't get. I was like, are, are you sure? Okay, she he gonna. Eve is better for him anyway. Facts. So, also, Debbie, man, you just better run because your husband will kill your ass. <laughs> yeah, Debbie's, Debbie's, uh, she's all the way in it now. She's with Cecil now. Yeah. So. Also, RIP to Donald Ferguson. He didn't need to die. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, but he got Nolan beat. down bad, bro. No, Nolan, is, Nolan is down bad. Beat, killed the immortal on TV? Crazy. Honestly, the stuff that I was really interested in this episode was the robot stuff. Ah, the clone. Yeah, this clone of Rexplode. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy. Rudy. And um, all the Mauler twin shit. I'm interested to see how they handle all of that, how they finish that. Sure. But sure, we only have yeah. one episode left, so I don't know if, that, if that's going to get handled this season or next. See, and like when Robot became Rudy, I was worried that like he would be useless. But yeah, you know, I see. I see how they made it work. 
Yeah. So like you know, it, it works out pretty well. And uh, like, I think he was doing that because he wants to be with Monster Girl and have a relationship. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That is exactly what it, what it was for. <laughs> Everyone knows it, even Monster Girl. <laughs> you think she's into it? She held his hand. She did. She did. She did. But holding hand is different than you know banging. Which the they're twelve. Oh, yeah, they're both. Okay, yeah, true. You're right. He did do that so she could have someone who's 12-year-old she could bang. That's fucking gross. <laughs> they're both That's fucking gross. nasty, man. <laughs> but oh solid gosh. episode, man. Uh, legit Invincible is, is the best animated series that's come out. And, uh, bro, it's it's the best animated series since Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> Superhero-wise? Yeah. It's better, than Young, it's better than Young Justice. It's better than the Justice League, the animated series. And even some animes, I'd say it's better than. Like, I don't have it over One Piece or My Hero, but it's up there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's taking animation into this age Lights. where it's not taboo to have the, the blood and yep. uh, the gore. I remember, like, shows like that would only exclusively be on Adult Swim at yep. 11. So yeah, like now it's jumping in the mainstream. And that was just Dragon Ball Z, which they still even edited the, the gore and blood that was outside the mouth. It, it was is, more gory? What, Dragon Ball Z? In the, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some more gore in there. Ooh. It's more blood. But there's not guts coming out of stomachs and heads exploding like in this shit. True. But I think the True. boys may, allowed for this, to be, for this to happen. Without the boys, this doesn't happen. Yeah, Amazon yeah, saw that, that there's a, and that's a, why a I like that um, the boys and Invincible have really like become like a joint social media account. Like they tweet about each other all the time. And they said the new season of the boys is even bloodier than the last, and more bloody than Invincible this season, which is crazy. Yeah, and and they have the Orgy Island episode. Yep. So loving all the Amazon superhero content. Amazon might be the best. Well, no, I'm not going to say might. They are as of today. They are the best superhero television streaming service right now. They got yeah. Marvel. They got Marvel and Disney Plus and HBO Max. I'm sorry, y'all movies are fire, but y'all, huh? Y'all superhero television. Well, Watchmen is there, but y'all don't have another. Like that's the oh, and y'all got Young Justice. Never mind. Never they mind. Got, they got both of those, and, and they, they got, got Harley Quinn. Never mind. Quinn. HBO yeah, yeah. Max is number one because of Watchmen, Harley Quinn, and Young Justice. But man, is Amazon right there? Yeah, they're right there. I mean, I think Amazon as a streaming service in itself has the most quality content over all, all the way around. Yeah, all the way around. Okay. I mean, like, I feel like if you put up the best series on Amazon against the best series on all the other streaming sites, you probably go with Amazon. Would you? Like, would, so you'd be like you the say? Boys, Maisel. Uh, you know, let's say you throw in a movie right, for Sound of Metal. Let, let's do it right now. Pick, pick the, uh, pick the best, and I'll pick the best HBO stuff. Now, when I say HBO, can I choose the old HBO content, or does it have to be new? It has to be the ones that are HBO Max exclusive. That's what I'm saying. Ah, like, okay. I can still do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So, like for Amazon, it'd be, I guess, Jack Ryan, Maisel, The Boys, Invincible. Is okay. like your top shows. Okay. I'm counting Watchmen for HBO Max. I'm just letting you know. That's the only one I'm going to count. <laughs> it's because I got to have Watchmen to go against the boys. Okay, so Watchmen, and then let's use Max Originals. Okay, so Watchmen, I'm using Warriors. You probably have to put, okay. I was That's, about to say, you could, you could probably use Flight Attendant and be pretty close. 
uh, I'm gonna say Warrior because that's a uh, that's now a Max original. Um, I'm trying to find a a com uh, uh flight attendant. Oh no, I don't even want to use flight attendant. I'm just close enough. Okay, close enough. And then uh, you said this show, uh, Invincible. So Jack Ryan. Oh, Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Jack Ryan. I'm gonna use. Let's see. I'm looking at the Max originals. Let's see. Let's see. I, I don't might, think they got anything yet. I, I'm, I'm gonna use Perry Mason. That's that's close enough. Yeah, I'm gonna use Perry Mason. So Perry Mason, Watchmen, close enough. And then uh, uh, Young Justice. I still think Amazon's got a better slate than that. Yeah, probably so. You got to use the other HBO stuff to, for HBO to beat it out. HBO Max originals aren't beating Amazon originals, but HBO as a whole is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to tell someone that they can only, if you can only have three streaming services right now. Oh, let's see what you say, because I know my three right now. Amazon, HBO Max, and Hulu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You need Hulu for shit like It's Always Sunny, Seinfeld, and like the classics. And even they got great movies on there too. They do. They do. They do. So, so I'm with you. But and you right. got and you got to like the normal TV. That's my thing. I got all my Food Network content. If I can't get Discovery Plus, also PlayStation. Put Discovery Plus on PlayStation. That's the that's the only reason why I don't have it. My smart TV doesn't have it, and my PlayStation doesn't have it. I'm fucking pissed. Now you understand the pains that I had with Roku and HBO Max. I'm fucking pissed, bro. Like, I don't know where I'm going to watch Discovery Plus. I want to buy it. I'm going to have to watch it on my fucking computer. That's where I watch it, actually. And you have a laptop, though. I can, you can bring that downstairs. I don't have a fucking laptop. I have a desktop. This shit stays in the studio. Trash. But uh, let's talk the best. And, I, and it was low-rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel that straight racism. And you know I don't call the race card. You know I don't play that, but for 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 Falcon Winter Soldier finale to be rated fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, it's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's people out there being like, "Oh, well, this is just political pandering," and, and it like, wasn't. like, and it really wasn't because, like, what he was saying was very true to what was happening in that show. Sorry, it's happening in the real world. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, help I'm it. sorry, you can pull parallels out of a TV show. <laughs> I can't. Like, help I mean, it. That, that, like, if it did, you know. It it probably did have, it probably was to pull parallels, but like if you didn't have any idea what was going on in the world, you, it, it fit within the show. Like mm-hmm. that was what, that was what they had to talk about in the show. Like that was exact. He gave like a great speech as Captain America within the show. Like it, mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to preach. To a non-existent audience. I dislike the hate. I dislike the hate so much. Uh, Let me read the synopsis so we can dive into it because there's so much. Now, I will say this. As a finale, it was a little anticlimactic. As a finale, as like a spectacle, not a lot of climax. I do think as an episode to solidify your belief in Anthony Mackie as Captain America, 10 out of 10. Well, I think I think he was struggling with not having a strong enough villain. Not saying that uh, you know Carly Montague wasn't a compelling villain. She was, but like there wasn't a lot of physical threat there. Also, I need my guy Sam Wilson to start shooting rubber bullets. I'm gonna keep it a beam. I need him to have like 
some extra firepower with him. Because as I'm reading the Falcon comics or the Captain America Falcon comics, he can com- his power is he can talk to birds and he can control birds, all birds. What? Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Like he could control I knew he I knew he had birds. like a, a sidekick falcon, like a real falcon. But, but that's because he, he can talk he to him. Psychopa- yeah, bro. That makes him so much stronger. So like I need Sam Wilson to get something extra, but I do think his vibranium falcon suit does a lot of justice to it. But I do think he needs some extra powers. But let's get to it. The final episode, One World, One People, wearing a new Captain America uniform and flight suit from the Wakandans. Wilson flies to New York to stop the Flag Smashers attack with the help of Bucky Barnes, Sharon Carter, and uh, John Walker. Carter accidentally reveals that she is the power broker to Batroc and kills him while Wilson attempts to reason with Morgenthau before Carter kills her as well. Wilson convinces the GRC to postpone the forced relocation of displaced people that Morgenthau died fighting for, and instead of to make efforts to help them, the remaining serum-enhanced Flag Smashers are caught by Barnes and Walker and sent to the raft, but they are killed by Zemo's butler, Ozanique, and Root. Dave Fontaine gives Walker a new uniform and codename, U.S. Agent. Barnes makes amends with everyone he hurt and is enabled as the Winter Soldier, while Wilson has a memorial dedicated to Bradley added to the Captain America Museum exhibit in the mid credit scenes after receiving a full pardon carter joins the cia and intends to use this access to sell government secrets and resources as the power broker now just hearing that synopsis you can be like yeah it's kind of not a lot happened but the things that did happen i thought were very important um yeah uh i guess i'll talk about some things that i Really enjoyed yeah, based upon the synopsis you said. Love that yeah, we'll Zemo just, got the last laugh. We'll just go through. We'll just go back and forth about things we enjoyed. So you like Zemo? Like, I like Zemo too. He better be coming back in season two, like or Captain see, America four. I keep forgetting there's no season two. We got duped. It's Captain America four. But I want to. Okay, let's talk about that now before before we get into the things we like. To me, I think this this worked a lot because we spent more time with them. Yes, having a movie would be cool. But I enjoy the TV show format that they gave them. And because but it I was understand, six episodes, it felt like a long movie, and it worked. I do understand that they're saying, okay, we got it. He's Captain America now. If we don't give him a movie, does that look bad? I understand that. The optics, yeah. But you can't be about the optics. I think these two characters work better in TV shows because you can you we didn't grow with them like Steve Rogers so now we're growing with them i don't think one season does it to where we have enough growing with them that's true i mean i feel like it hurts bucky a little bit more it does cuz like he was a titular character on and the series and i don't series. know if he'll be a titular character in the movie well obviously not i hope it's i hope it's called captain america and the white wolf they said that that was a possibility that they were going to put that at the end no, I, I know, but I'm saying instead, you know how they didn't do it at the end. I hope that's the title of Captain America 4. They saved Maybe. it. Maybe. We shall see. All right, but let's get back to the things we like. You, I, Zemo's butler, man, badass. Did more damage than all of them. Did more than, well, than John Walker, like, Sam, and Bucky. Dude got it. Am I, I misremembering, mis- or did Zemo like kind of look into the camera like when he was in the jail to be like, yeah. I, I killed him. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> no, bro. Zemo did more damage from jail than Sam, 
Bucky and John Walker. That's a fact. Zemo caught four bodies. His his bundle was a G. Yeah, so Zemo was cool. You know, Sharon Carter being the power broker, definitely. Nice. Yeah. Round of applause, Shuby. There we go. Just, you know, so I think the I think that's a really cool dynamic moving forward. Um, who is she talking to in the car? My guess is who the she talking to in the car. I I guess that's going to incorporate into Captain America four. I, I still think or that Shang-Chi. they're going to. Or Shang Chi, yeah, Shang Chi, yeah, Shang Chi. Yeah, I mean, so we're for sure not getting a season two. I don't know. We're gonna have to see. I hope we get a season two. I hope we do. I hope we get a season <sighs> two before the movie because it would make what, it better for the movie. What I would like for Marvel to tell us is like, you know, even if this doesn't get a season two, is like, are you going to create a series that does get a season? Are you? Two? Or is it only miniseries, or are we gonna have like a, an actual but they Marvel said that show? This, they said this was gonna be the one that gets another. That's what I thought. Like Kevin Feige said that. And that's why I think it's going to get one and we just get a movie too. That's what I hope. Maybe like, we get a movie in between. Or Yeah, maybe. But my thought process is, is like, we're not going to get this Captain America movie until 2023, 24. Maybe 25. Maybe 25. Because, I mean, based on the slate, Blade is like way down the line. Mm-hmm. And like, so, I assume it's going to come after Blade. And that's my thing. So maybe we'll get a, a season two before. That's what I, I think it should go. Season two, then movie. But yeah. in terms of things I like, so we can go back and forth. The speech, the speech that Sam gave to me as an African-American, I, I put this on Facebook and I'm going to read my Facebook post because I, it, I, I wrote down my thoughts and they were so true at the time. And I just, they were very raw. And I felt that like I needed to say this. So let me, I'm going to get them real quick. Um, just give me one second. It okay, here we go. I said, shout out to, to my Captain America. What Anthony Mackie did in this role was so important to me. I know a lot of African-Americans felt moved by Black Panther. That did not happen for me. I don't know if it was because the movie wasn't amazing or because to me, I couldn't relate to the Africans of Wakanda. I related more to Killmonger. But you see this show, this show meant so much to me. This is my favorite Marvel show or movie. And Sam Wilson has become my favorite Marvel hero with Bucky Barnes. But in terms of relating to a superhero in a movie or show, it finally happened for me. The scenes with Isaiah Bradley legit almost made me cry when I saw it because it reminded me of my grandfather. And Sam's mission of trying to change the world, no matter how many times people tell him he can't, he still tries and wants to fight. I feel that in my soul. Yes, it may be daunting the fight for equality, but if we don't continue to fight for all sacrifices and deaths that happen, it would be wasted. Thank you, Anthony Mackie. Thank you, Marvel. This was everything to a 27-year-old African-American male who's on a mission to shift the culture. As someone who wants to make the world a better place and constantly hears, as a black man, you cannot do that. And to see someone on screen going through that, that means a lot. I understand. I understand now what people say when they say, oh, it, it means a lot for me to see representation of myself on screen. I didn't understand that before this moment because I was always like, ah, if, you, if you feel a certain way idealistically, you can always relate to it. But this time it was different because it was someone who looked like me. I understand that now. And to me, I think there's so many kids growing up who are people who want to change the world, who people who want to make a difference. I think Sam Wilson is that hero for them because that's what he's doing on a daily basis. And I think for him... Oh. I was going to say the conversations between him and uh, Isaiah Bradley, you know, even more hammered home those points because it was like... 
it was like the conversation uh, that is probably being had in a lot of house, you know, uh, African American households of like the old, the old age being like, there's, you can't do this. You yes. can't do that. Like no one's going to be able to let you do this, that, but you know, Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson is just like, we're going to do it. I'm going to do gonna, it anyway. Cause I'm I mean, like, be this is what I believe in. Yeah. Like, this is what I, I want for myself. And, so. if, and if we don't do anything, what does it mean that all the people who died to get this country to where it is today, it's wasted. And that was huge yeah. for me to hear Sam Wilson say that. And to give that speech to the Senate was like, I'm not the blonde haired blue. Like, okay. Captain America, Steve Rogers was the hope of what America could be. John sure. Walker's Captain America is what America is at its is the nasty side of America. And Anthony Mackey's Captain America is the Captain America of today, the idealistic hope of today, where Steve Rogers is the idealistic hope of yesterday and John Walker is the nasty side of America. Uh, which I'm gonna call it. He's he's America's he's America's attempt to preserve what Steve Rogers built. Yes, in in by by doing it. Oh, you talking about John Walker? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. The, for he sure. was their sad attempt to preserve an idealistic uh, America that they felt was built from Steve's era. Yep, and and I think and I love that in. It, it it resonates because when Bucky watches him give the speech, Bucky realizes like, oh shit, not only did we make a mistake by giving it to a black man and not understanding the weight of that, this dude is executing it at an incredible level right now. And that's why he says, good job, Cap. When Bucky calls him Cap, it's just like, thank you, man. It's just like, it's like, that's awesome. Like, shout out to Sam Wilson. Like, I thought all of that shit was amazing. Well, and like, and like what you said in your Facebook post about like Sam Wilson and Bucky being like your favorite Marvel characters at this point, I feel like for me, especially, you know, not within like the bounds of reality, but just in the fandom of Marvel, oh, I was, true. I was, I was a Captain America hater. Yeah. Like, you know, I did not like the character of the Winter Soldier. I did not understand the Bucky Barnes rise. I didn't vibe like, with Steve, man. I just didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't vibe with, vibe with Steve. But like at this point, I'm like really bought into the idea of what Captain America is. I have a better appreciation of what the Steve Rogers Captain America Same. was based upon what I saw out of John Walker. Um, and, you know, for Bucky, like, I, you know, I felt like this series did a really good job of like, revitalizing his character into the MCU because it did seem like it was kind of reaching a dead point. And like, I feel like now he is kind of like another I, a new focal point. And that's what Sam was saying in the second to last episode. You were right. It was at a dead point because Bucky himself was letting himself die with Steve. It's like, no, Bucky, you have to find what matters to you in this life and you still have to live. And that's what the character has to do. These two people are some of the most impressive Right, like like Schubert said, outside of our world, in their world, they're two of the most well-written characters in all of Marvel. In all of Marvel today, they're written better than Spider-Man. They're written better than the Hulk. They're written better than uh, and and for Sam Wilson, who like people. was pretty much written as an afterthought character for Psychic. the majority of what the MCU Rhodey. was. He was he was uh, you know, America's Rhodey. Talking about like what you said about the the comic book character having this ability that this Falcon was never given that opportunity, and so like now in this series we see Sam Wilson become something, 
you know, it really kind of hammers home these characters moving forward in the MCU and like really makes them believable to be their fans. And so yep. like, you know, I guess, you know, you said it in your tweet or in your Facebook post and I would say it now, I mean, like I've become a pretty big fan in MCU wise of these two characters. <laughs> They're my favorite right now, man. They really are. Like, of course, me and you both love Spider-Man and I have a soft spot in my heart for Iron Man. But besides those Damn, two, th- like those, these two guys are my guys. Like, they are my guys. And I don't care what happens to Black Panther now because I have a hero for me. That's how I feel with Sam Wilson. And like, if you're going to give it to Shuri, cool, do whatever you're going to do. I like Captain America and I like the White Wolf or Winter Soldier or whatever we're going to call him because I need Bucky to be right there with Sam. And funny enough, as much as I know we both would love to see Torres become Falcon, I don't know if I want him to replace Bucky. I, if anything, I want him to be the third, the third option. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't all be together. It was like yep. with Steve. Steve had Sam and he Sam had Bucky. and Bucky, true. So, I mean, like, I feel like you could still do that. True. I'm with you. With something so, else, with something else you like. I love John Walker. Let me just say that. I, I'm, yeah, I like John Walker, too. <laughs> I love I, I John Walker. Like, and I applaud Marvel because unlike, unlike WandaVision, where we got rid of Katherine Hahn, evil lady. We John Walker at, at his core still a soldier that did all of the stuff to do to help people. Yes, he did it in his way, which is wrong, or but his goal was always at the end of the day to help people. Now, which people he helped, that's that's not for me to determine. But you can't just say, oh, he's helping people, and now all of a sudden he's a mustache twirling villain. The buildup of John Walker is building him to be one of the best villains in Marvel. As this, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about last week his episode five speech in front of the military leaders was huge. Um, I think him coming in and saving, um, and saving them, and like he had the opportunity to go after Carly or save the people, you know, save the people. He shows that like he he had his core still is who he who who everyone said he was in the jump and why he became Captain America, but he's still with the uh julia louis dreyfus stuff he still has like this drive to be something a little bit more mm-hmm. which is you know which is his villain side so i think that he's gonna be not in the deadpool vein of an anti-hero but like moving forward being like someone an evil that becomes the yeah that becomes more villain but mm-hmm. still has like this like some fluidity where he like stroke s where Deathstroke does bad things, but also can do good things. Or like has a, or like comes from a good place. Like where Deathstroke, at least the Titans Deathstroke had this family mm-hmm. that like he cared about and, you know, stuff like that, where I feel like U.S. agent is 100% going to have that, like with his wife. Yep. Um, and like, you know, and he I'm has. I'm interested to see how this makeshift super soldier serum corrupts him slowly mm, over time. Sure. Love sure. his, love his costume. Bucky, you need some new drip because U.S. agents fire. I if I'm gonna keep it, if I'm gonna be a hundred, I think U.S. agents costume is cooler than Sam's. No, no. I, I like Sam's costume. I don't. I don't dislike it. I did, I think out of all, because I'll say this: the new Marvel costumes are more comic accurate. He's straight yeah. out the comic book. U.S. agent straight out the comic book. So is Scarlet Witch. I think. 
these two costumes are two of the best in Marvel MCU history. Like the only ones better than this is Steve's Captain America uniform in Winter Soldier, and then the Iron Man suits. Oh, I was gonna say the Spider Man. Spider Man's Iron Man suit. Oh, his Iron Spider. Yeah, true. But okay, Spider Man and Iron Man, the only two with more drip than than these two dudes. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Because I like their suits more than Black Panther suit. Because to me, the best Black Panther suit is the Civil War suit. Okay. With yeah, the and, I also, and I also can't get over the seeing Black Panther suit and that terrible that CGI. Shit. Yeah, bro. Nasty. Nasty, nasty, <laughs> nasty. Nasty. Um, anything. I like Julie Louis-Dreyfus' character. It's going to make me appreciate her more in Black Widow, which, like you've been saying, we should have been got that fucking movie. I should be appreciating her more from what I've seen in Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, no, true. True, 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 true. Because, um, I mean, like, I still feel like with her, you just feel like you're like, what is she? Like, I feel yeah. like, and I feel like Black Widow is going to, like, fully describe, like, what, what this is. character is. Yep, I agree. Also, I do think, now that I'm looking, I was about to say some stuff about Bucky, I do think he's going to be a part of Captain America 4 because, to sure. me, they officially became friends when he came to Louisiana. They're partners now. They are, like, Bucky has found a family. It's Sam's family. Like, he's spitting games yeah. to his sister. He loves the kids. But, uh, Sam loves him. They're officially partners, so he needs to be in Captain America 4. But I love how Sam told him to do the work, and he did the work. He, li- he literally went to the Asian man and told him the truth, no matter how hard it was. Sam became a hero, and Bucky became a full-fledged human being. I think they both accomplished their goals this season. Which ended up being a nice little wrap-up to the season, which is why the score or whatever is so terrible. I mean, like, it, <laughs> it did a really good job of, like, wrapping up what the season was. Yep. You know, maybe there were better episodes. Like, I would say episode four is probably the best episode. The, we- the one where John Walker kills the guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's the... It- that one is probably, that's the highest rated one, probably. It's it's either that one or the power broker. I think those are the two best ones. Oh, the Madripoor one, yeah. 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 Those, those two are probably the best ones, right in the middle. And then I think two in uh two and five aren't bad. No, they're not bad. I mean, five did a really good job of like one the first one was the weakest one. Yeah. And th- and we had then we have was did we only get the first one and then the second one came the next week? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. So, but shout out to uh, Carly Scoglin for doing such a good job telling this story. Uh, I want to see what you got to do in the future, and I hope you work on more Captain America. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, shout, shout out to the actress who played uh, Carly Morgenthau. I forget her name. Oh, okay. the one me, from Solo, uh, Aaron Kellyman. Mm-hmm. I think that's her name. Yeah, Aaron I know Kelly. she's going to be in more stuff, so good for oh, her. She, is she? A, oh, outside of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, outside she's of Marvel. Dead. Yeah, she's not going to be in more Marvel stuff. Um, yeah. So, damn. Also, Batroc, the Leaper, dead now. Sharon Carter catching bodies, bro. Sharon Carter said, "I'm not letting y'all know I'm the power broker, man." Body, body. No, no. I'm I'm so interested to see who's going to be a scroll because I swear, man, one of these people is a scroll. So we got to keep looking out. To see who's gonna be it. Out of this show, I don't think Sam or Bucky are a scroll. Sharon Carter is on scroll territory, possibly. She's possibly a scroll. Uh, 
No, she's the only one. Maybe me. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Maybe. Don't know, Maybe. We, don't know we just don't know because we just didn't see anything in Black Widow. Um. That's the only people I can't I can think, see I can't right think now. of anyone else. You know, I think Zemo, Zemo. Yeah, like I think I, I think the main peeps, Zemo, John Walker, uh, Sam, and Bucky. They're all them. Yeah. But you know, this love this season. Thought this was the best Marvel TV show so far and i thought this was the best marvel content literally it's iron man the best marvel movie in my opinion and then you have this right next to it and then you can throw in infinity war thor ragnarok wherever you want to put them but love 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 this show yeah i think um as like a singular piece because like it's hard to in my opinion put infinity war against other movies because yeah. infinity war what makes it great is the culmination like yep. infinity war as a one-off is like not as great as some of the other one-offs but i but do like, like infinity it, war more than in game yeah yeah definitely um you know i would definitely put it up there i, I like this better than all the captain america movies that's for sure yeah and even though winter soldier is one of the best marvel movies from a narrative standpoint, I do like this one for some than people. That one. Yep, I think it's better than all the Thor movies as much as I love Ragnarok. Sure, and I think it's better than Black Panther, which is the other big movie that people love. That's that's a big one. Yeah, so, like like I said, the only other movie that I have over this this Falcon Winter Soldier piece is Iron Man One, and even then, I might like this more. And I I don't know if that's recent. I I like this more than yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying, and like that's my thing. It's like what these characters did connected with me in such an intriguing way that I did not expect. Because if you know, I was honest with Wandavision, and I thought that shit was me. People me. This was gold. So I, I don't have yeah. any more things to say about this except like I love it. Yeah, it was great. I'm and, you know, and I'm looking forward to Loki. So we'll see. Yeah, what comes and I next. know I know you're super excited for Loki because. Fans of this show know you're the time travel guy. Yeah, I, I, like, a good, I like a travel. good time cop movie. And I and I I actually think Loki will be really good. Like Loki might have a shot to be better than this in terms of like Marvel Ooh. connections. Maybe not in terms of like individual the actual individual story because what this did as from a story standpoint was great. But in terms of like or as like a Marvel character universe, building standpoint, yeah, exactly. I think this is I think Loki will be more building the marvel universe where this was more character driven yeah like and and that was what wandavision was too it was kind of a character driven deal like i feel like wandavision in this show was meant to be like hey you know these characters that were kind of put into the side during the main mm-hmm. arc of the mcu this is who they are and this is what they're going to be in this arc in this, of the new, MCU. In this new era of the mcu and the only thing the only the difference between wandavision and this this was more MCU than WandaVision was. Well, yeah. I mean, first, the second half of WandaVision yeah, the was. the second half MCU. was like MCU. Yeah. The first I, half. I, was every, everything yeah. past episode four. Yeah. Facts. 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 So, so that's pretty much it we've got on this. Is it time? Yeah. yeah so let's uh, move on to the Mortal Kombat review and we'll swing it over to you and we'll get joined with uh, Justin Ivey for our Mortal Kombat review. Thank you, Schumer, for tossing it to me. Let's get into it. It is time for the review of the week. And to do this review, we brought in a very special guest, the host of the Never Less Than Ill podcast, Mr. 
Justin Ivy. Justin, how you doing, brother? Lynn, Adam, thanks for having me on. Appreciate y'all uh, letting me pop in here to talk a little Mortal Kombat with you. Well, look, man, you you know you were part, you're network family. Like you were, yeah. you were, you were a, an acquaintance before, and like we became <laughs> like friends. But now you're your family now, man. You're part of the network. You are the first show that is that is straight production, and I'm super excited. Tell the people a little bit about the show, what the show's about, and and just that whole jazz. Yes, uh, never less than ill podcast. Lynn is my co-host on it. Um, it's a hip-hop podcast where we're just trying to show love and appreciation to some of the artists that don't get it constantly. So, you know, the ones that aren't constantly having Twitter hot takes about and articles all the time and Facebook rants. Basically, we're avo we're avoiding all those artists and focusing on the ones that deserve some more love. And it's, it's been real fun so far. We've uh, so uh, we put out two episodes yep. and uh I hope people are enjoying it. And if you haven't checked it out yet, yeah, check us out on all the, all the regular, uh, you know, Platform. podcast platforms. And you can check out the video version right on the Bros Who Think channel. Yep. And it has its own podcast feed. Search Never Less Than Ill. But like Justin said, if you want to check out the video, it's on the Bros Who Think Network channel because we are a network and that's how video works. But I want to say the first two episodes are out. We got hieroglyphics which just dropped with david ma really great conversation me and justin had with him i really enjoyed it and it, it uh it's kind of like the start of the band camp streaming era you guys check that out also we had a great one where justin flew solo and talked to andreas hale which i really really love that conversation about little brother and two of my favorite rappers kendrick lamar and drake might not have existed without little brother so be sure to check out that episode to find out why but justin let's the you've been on the bros who think podcast a numerous amount of time people know former hip-hop dx big time hip-hop journalist we uh we both went to his apartment and we, met her no 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 we didn't go to his apartment we went to he came met us at a studio at swiger shout yeah. out to swiger we went to that was it that was it yeah no we didn't go to i, I don't know i was about to say we ain't never been to justin's apartment <laughs> but we went to we went to swigers and did this that was it but Justin, tell the people, because on Never Less Than Ill, we have a segment called Listener to Lanyap, where me and you talk movies, TV, things we're watching just for like five minutes. Since this is the movie flagship podcast, tell the people just a little bit about your taste into movies and TV. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, Lynn already knows a little bit, and, you know, anybody that heard Never Less Than Ill might have caught a little bit of it, but um, I'm a big horror fan. That's kind of my, my alley. And but I also love uh, like comedy and action martial arts type of stuff. So, you know, you know, I'd say favorite movies are like Giallo movies. If you're familiar with that, like Italian horror, Ooh, like no. Dario Argento. I didn't even know that had a name. Yeah. And uh, so like Deep Red and Suspiria, Suspiria got remade somewhat. See, I didn't know Suspiria was a remake. OK. Yeah. But you're also yeah. into like Asian horror as well. Am I am I correct in that? Oh yeah, I like I I'm big into big into that scene right now. Like I'm I've like last maybe decade. Like I've just gotten like 
huge into Korean cinema. Yeah, so like Bong Joon Ho, like blowing up was awesome because uh, it's just like he he introduced me to so many like different type of directors and stuff like that. So I was I was super pumped when like Parasite won the Academy Award because. You, uh, funny enough, you were the person that got me to watch it by saying it on Facebook, thus getting me and Schubert to review it. And it was incredible. Nice, yeah. yeah. That was like, I, like, honest to God, like, I, I, I'm not, like, even before the pandemic, like, I wasn't a big, like, go to the theaters. I, I always, like, just watching VOD just because I was like, I want to rewind, you know, <laughs> certain parts and stuff. Uh, but like that was like Parasite was so like so big enough to it was to get me out to the theater. So because I love this movie he did called Memories of Murder and then he did Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is great. Long Interesting. Time. Just because I said we were going to have side convos while you're here. You don't like going to the th- see me and Schubert are theater guys, but he's more so VOD than me where you're straight VOD. I think Schubert's a mix of us. Why is why? So you're not upset that the theater era is basically dead. Are almost dead. Yeah, I guess, you know, part of it is just like, I'm not big into the like the franchise type stuff that's, you know, made for the theater. So, and for me, like a bunch of stuff I'm liking is obscure and subtitled and, or, and, and like I said, I just, streaming. yeah, and, and I just, and I also like rewinding. Like, I feel like, I feel like I miss stuff sometimes, like just if I'm not, you know, if I'm just watching on the big screen, so and I'll like I'll miss something that I wanted to like catch a line of dialogue or something. So yeah, I just kind of prefer VOD when I can. Gotcha. And the final thing I might mm-hmm. ask you before we get started: How do you feel about the Parasite HBO show? Me and Schubert are both excited about that. Mark Ruffalo, uh, Adam McKay is the the main showrunner, with Bong Joon Ho being like. Um, I, what would you say? She were like his like his liaison or like his like uh, uh another producer? I would, I mean, I would call it uh, yeah, producer, executive producer. Yeah, he's also screenwriting a little bit of it. How do you feel about that being that it's getting a, an American spin on it? I'm in. I'm into it. I am. You know, hearing that it was not going to be a remake definitely made me more yeah. into it. You know yeah. that it was just like in the universe. So. That makes me excited. I, I didn't really care about like the Snowpiercer TV series that's going on because it changed it too much. Yeah, it, it felt like the movie told the whole story too. It was like I didn't need a repeat of the whole, you know. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. It, it, it's pretty. The you know the story is on the nose as it can possibly be. It's not very subtle, so <laughs> I, I didn't need a round two of it. But with that being said, let's get into the reason why we have Justin here. And horror fans, now that we have a horror guy, when there's a big horror movie that me and Schubert don't want to review, this guy's going to come help us do it. So, because me and Schubert are not horror guys. But, Schubert... I've been trying. Yeah, you have. On my my list or whatever. I'm trying to get the essentials. Gotta be honest, you have been trying. American ones. And I I, I gotta say, I've been... My my favorite horror movie has got to be that Avi uh, Arad stuff, like Hereditary and uh, Midsommar. That shit is is my bag. Like, I'll fuck with that. That's amazing. You gotta, you gotta make. If you're scratching off the essentials, you gotta make sure you see The Exorcist. That's mm-hmm. the. You said, you uh, I have to, I have to watch it by the end of the week. So be watching it tomorrow or Friday. Oh, okay. See, there we go. But we're here to talk Mortal Kombat. First off, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, Schubert, you can go after me, and then we'll get Justin. But to me, just initial thoughts. I did not understand the criticism on Twitter. 
yes, I understand that, okay, if your critique is this, the story's shaky, the acting is whatever, but like to people to say this is one of the worst movies of the year, uh, why did they make it? We don't need any sequels. I felt like it was getting unnecessary hate because going into this movie, all I wanted was good fights and something that was better than the 80s or 90s version. And I thought for the most part, they accomplished that. Schubert, am I off with this? Because when I because I watched it last night and you were like, it's short. And literally, like you told me when we were talking, by the time it was over, I was like, wait, this is over? Like I need, I wanted a little more. Yeah. I mean, that was where I felt about it. I felt like it um it wasn't a bad movie, but it, it wasn't anything like too crazy spectacular, which I think was what a lot of people were expecting. But I mean, I think it was, you know, definitely way better than the 90s. The the production value was so much better, obviously. Uh, I thought the intro really kind of, you know, was did a good job of drawing you in. The character that we didn't really know, I, I ended up caring about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they did things successfully. I just feel like a lot of people had these unreasonable expectations for a Mortal Kombat movie that, like, they're putting up to the same standard as maybe someone would put Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... You know, it's a different it's a different animal. It's more about the the gore and the fighting, the fighting. which yeah. I honestly don't know if we got enough of it, enough of it. I wish some of the fights would last a little longer. That's it's one of those it's one of those movies that like it, I like shorter movies, but I felt like this could have served to been two hours just so you could extend some fights. I agree with you 100 percent. Justin, being that you hit me up, it was like, yo, if y'all are doing Mortal Kombat, I want in. I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan, grew up. How did you feel? Initial thoughts. I'm not in the worst movie of the year or <laughs> anything like that category, but yeah, I was I was definitely severely disappointed. Ooh. And like to me, it's it's kind of neck and neck with the '90s one, like in terms of mm. success rate. Um, I I hated the main character. I, I I went in like being very like open and optimistic. Like I, I wasn't one of these people that was like, it had to be Johnny Cage. Like you just ruined the story by not, you know, or anything like that. But I just thought he was terribly boring and bland oh. and just gave, it was like watching cardboard and I didn't care about his family or <laughs> anything like that. And, and basically after the movie was done, I was just like that first, maybe it might've lasted what, like seven, maybe 10 minutes. Uh, it was just Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I was like, they should have made this the, the adventures of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Cause that, that little opening was better than everything that came after it. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about this. Let's get into it. Basically real quick, the movie I'm going to do like the way we do this, Justin real quick summary of what happened. And then we'll go on to different themes and, and really dive in. It won't take you too long. No, it won't. Movie starts off, we get the background to Hanzo Hitachi, a.k.a. Scorpion, and uh, I think it's Bai uh, Han, Bihan, <laughs> Bihan uh, Sub-Zero comes, destroys his family, and uh, Scorpion kicks his ass for a little bit, but Bihan ends up getting the kill, uh, and Scorpion's uh, daughter or son is hidden under the floorboard. Raiden comes in, saves him or her. That ends up being Cole Young, the new character, the descendant of uh, Scorpion. Jax ends up finding him. Sub-Zero is going around killing all the people with the markings. Uh, Jack ends up losing his arm. Sonya Blade, is, uh, Cole Young has to go visit Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade has Kano. They end up having to go to Raiden's temple. They meet Liu Kang. 
uh, and uh, Kung Lao. Uh, Shang Soon is like, yo, we don't need to have the tournament. We're going to kill all y'all before. And then he sends his army there to go beat them. Raiden puts up a shield, basically. Uh, Kano destroys it as he finds his powers of his eye beams through Arcana. Uh, he then sends Cole Young home. Goro goes to Cole Young's home to destroy his home. Uh, Cole Young activates his Arcana, beats Goro. They go back. They have an all-out brawl with Shang Tsung's forces. They're winning pretty much. And then uh, Shang Tsung takes out the soul of uh, Kung Lao. Raiden then brings them to his realm or the realm between his realm and Earth. They formulate a plan to where each person takes out a specific person individually. They end up taking out everybody they have to take out. And then Scorp- Sub-Zero fights Cole Young. Cole Young activates Scorpion, brings him out of hell. Thus, Scorpion and Cole Young defeat um, Sub-Zero. Now, let's start off with Cole Young. To Justin's point about Cole Young, I, 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 I'm, I'm not with Justin. I'm with Schubert to where I was, I, I was endeared by him, but I did think he had some boring qualities. It didn't, took a while. Like, didn't I, like I, his know. powers because to I me, was... my thing is, it was showed him lighting up every time Goro was punching him, which made me think he was absorbing it, thus giving it back twofold. But when he fought the other two people, that wasn't happening. So I was just confused by like his bullshit arcana power. Like I didn't like it. Didn't like. I, didn't, it. I, I still don't understand it. I still don't understand what his power is. And yeah. like, I, and I felt like they did a really bad job in building him up in the beginning. And like, obviously, we knew that he had the, this lineage to a Hanzo. I just felt like that was never really tapped into. And we find out that he was like adopted in Chicago. I'm just like, what is this dude's deal? At first like, I thought I just... Raiden brought him to the future. And then I was like, wait, no, I, I was a little confused. Justin, how did you feel about his powers? Is, is there anything you liked about Cole Young? Because I will say this, I think, cause they're going to make another movie cause the, they made so much money and it, they got so many subscribers by HBO Max. I will say, I think Cole Young will be better in the next movie. Now that we kind of know who he is, maybe, or maybe that's just me being too optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I hated him. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like anything about Cole Young. And, and it's and it bummed me out, too, because I actually like the actor, Louis Tans, like, in a bunch of, like, good martial arts stuff. So it's not him. Like, he was just given a bad, bad material to work with. Um, yeah, I just that the, he was just, he was so... Not, he wasn't just boring and bland. Like he was te- like terrible fighter too. Like they introduce him as getting his ass kicked all the as time. A loser. Yeah. And then when he gets to, when he gets his powers, like he beats Goro, but then at the end, it's like, it's not him taking on Sub-Zero. Like he needs Scorpion to bail him out. It actually fights Sub-Zero. <laughs> and that's so, my yeah. thing. It's like, okay, so you're, you, you introduce him as this guy who doesn't know how to defend and gets his ass whipped. That's why I thought his power was cool at first, but then it doesn't turn out that way because I thought his armor was, oh, I'm bad at defense. Let me use my my deficiency as a plus and absorb these hits. And as I take more damage, I get stronger. But that wasn't the case. Yeah, it just it didn't go anywhere to me. It, it was it was like, you know, I, I I get that, you know, that's a common thing is you know introducing the story where a guy is getting is the underdog he gets beat all the time and then at the end he he 
you know, comes out on top. It's from our perspective it, too. It's supposed to be like the audience or whatever. Yeah, and oh, yeah. but it just it didn't happen. It was like yeah. I just saw him like I saw him lose a regular like backyard fight. Yeah. MMA fight, and then like now he's I'm supposed to believe him like fighting Sub Zero. It was just it was just a huge stretch, and then he didn't beat Sub Zero. He did Scorpion bails him out. You know that's a fact. Now, it just Schubert, didn't work for me. Now Schubert, how do you feel about the Arcana? Because that. If we're because I'm get we're talking negatives right now. So Cole Young was a negative for Justin. Had I mean you enjoyed him to a certain extent. To me, a negative was the arcana. Like you go into this pit and you get screamed at, and Kano gets a laser eye. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the laser. I think because I thought Kano was like s- somewhat cyborg. Me too. Somewhere. From the from so the, like uh, yeah, I, so that conf- that confused I always, me. I mean, like you know, I haven't played the the 90s games in forever but man i was into you know i was all in on the recent reboot with kano and and metal eye yeah it's always been like some kind of metal thing that i always i never assumed it was actually coming out of his real eye yeah (laughs) and then it doesn't make sense if it's not metal because how did sonya blade throw that shit at it in a short circuit i was so confused (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like some of that just didn't make sense but i mean like for sonya and uh cole i guess it kind of made sense like because at first you're wondering like what sonya's deal is because she doesn't have the mark and like how is she going to become sonya blade so like that helped get us there even though you know she had to beat kana to get the mark to get her power but i don't know it just and i think like i really wanted the tournament and they kept saying that there would be a tournament and then shang sung's like no we're not gonna we're gonna beat them before the tournament i'm like well what the hell Let's now. Is that a negative for you? The the no. Yeah. I I okay. I understand that everybody's trying to make franchises and sequels, but to not give us a tournament in the first movie is hella ballsy and really like, oh, we're getting more movies, and I don't think this movie was good enough to be that ballsy. And I think we needed the tournament. Justin, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that was that was wild to me. Like, I'm not in the mindset of you absolutely need the tournament and because without it, Mortal Kombat is a complete fail, but I also just thought it didn't make much sense. It, you know, it was like, you know, these people would seemingly kill the good guys at the tournament. Like it doesn't really make sense why they need to catch them so off guard for whatever reason you've won nine times like what why are you so scared of losing one time like right. because you have the upper hand and another thing on that my thing is okay so shang Tsung normally if it's the tournament he can't interfere because he's a guy and they say well we can interfere now because we we're it's not the tournament so why doesn't raiden fight big oh. Big question mark for me. I can, That's a good point. Yeah, I can help that a little bit. Shang Tsung is not a god. Okay. He's, like, I mean, this movie didn't explain it, but, like, if I'm going in the, the Mortal Kombat lore that I know is he's a sorcerer. Okay, so that's all he is. So that would be why he's he's able to meddle and, and Raiden's not, but it's like they never, they never explain. Like if you, if you had never knew anything about Mortal Kombat, they didn't tell you that Shang Tsung is a, anything that, uh, you know, to explain that. Because I know they have that other god that we saw the statue of with the hammer and the horns. I assume Falcon. that's going to, 
yeah, I assume he's going to be the villain of the third movie because they're trying, they're supposedly going to have a trilogy of this, but yeah, the whole Raiden thing, I just felt like, okay, it's not the tournament. And you said your job is to protect earth realm and the beings of earth realm. Well, Kung Lao's a being of earth realm and he's getting his soul taken out. Like what are we doing Raiden? Yeah. With the, I think the, what you're talking about though is, I think that was the biggest problem is they had this ambition or the writer did had this idea of, I have to write three movies. And so, and it wasn't just nailing the first movie and making a good first movie. Because I remember I read an interview and he basically admitted like, Oh, the tournament's the second movie. That's how I wrote it. And so it's like, well, how do you know you're getting the Get second? The second yes. You, got, yes. you can't just bank on getting the second. It, it's different if it says this is a Mortal Kombat TV series and you know, you know, you lay out a couple episodes to set up like it. This was this movie was way too much. It was like it was trying to have this its cake and eat it too. Like it yep. wanted to just do setup, but it knew it had to have fights. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, and so I mean that's kind of like why they well, I mean, that was the makeshift tournament was I felt like was a negative because well I mean my negative I guess would be like you kill Kung Lao in the first movie seemingly I mean like Kung Lao is a pretty major character so he was I don't one know of the cool gonna... when we get the positives he's one of our positives <laughs> facts I mean he was one of the best characters he and uh, Liu Kang were the most interesting people on the screen now for a, a time this is where I differ from you Liu Kang to me was a negative when I saw the trailer he was a negative when I saw the movie. <laughs> Did not like Liu Kang at all. I, I like Cole Young more than I like Liu Kang. Ooh, that's a, that's a take. I did not like Ludi Lu's portrayal of Liu Kang. How did you feel about it, Justin, being that you're a, a Mortal Kombat guy? Because I thought it did not stay true to who Liu Kang is as a character. Yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't know if it was more the actor or the script or whatever it was. But yeah, I wasn't into Liu Kang in this movie. Um, I, I thought, and it was more accentuated almost by how good Kung Lao was compared to him. Like Kung Lao just made him look blew it off the screen. Weird. Like he, he he looked like he was in the Mortal Kombat movie while everybody else was in random whatever movie they were trying to portray. Yeah, so Liu Kang was kind of a miss for me, and it, it and it's like I, I really didn't, I wasn't looking at this movie in any way like, oh, this is the night I'm trying to compare it to the '90s, but it's just like to me, Liu Kang and Shang Tsung were the two where it was like the, God, the, the '90s, 90s act yeah. really were so much better than these two guys. I agree with that. Any other negatives that you two gentlemen have before we jump to the positive? Um. Oh no. I mean, a lot. Because I, I, I think Scorpion not being in the movie as much is definitely a negative. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't like. I didn't like the lack of Scorpion. I also thought like, I thought Jackson and and um and Sonya were pretty pretty big swing and miss. Honestly, interesting. Okay, see that that's interesting because I have Jackson under a positive and I have Sonya as like a. Uh, is like in the middle, like a, a middle grade. Like I didn't think she was bad, didn't think she was spectacular. My my yeah. thing with Scorpion is I wish that they would have like explained what Hanzo had to go through to become Scorpion a little bit because that would have been interesting. Because like I was real into Hanzo early on, and I'm like, oh, what happens to him? And, and you see, know, and he becomes Scorpion. Back. I'm like, I wish we would have had like a little segment of that. 
that goes back to the conversation of the writing. If they would have known, like, if they would have, okay, you don't want to do a tournament, cool. We're going to do tournament for the second movie. They should have based it off of Scorpion's Revenge, where we get Scorpion's backstory. That in that movie, the animated movie of Scorpion's Revenge, the plot is them trying to come and beat them before the tournament, but the tournament starts and we get all of Scorpion's backstory. I think that would have been a better route to go than what we were given with Cole Young. Because if you build up Especially Scorpion, with the lead-in that you gave. Exactly. And if you build him up and make us feel bad for him and his family and his descendants, when we meet his descendants, we care more. Makes sense. Because my thing is, how are you going to just say he beat his way out of hell and tamed hell's fires? And we don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, it just... It, they just... You know... Your only glimpse of Scorpion the whole movie is is Cole having these flash, you know, like flash dreams or what or visions, whatever they were. And so, and then at the end, they're just like, yeah, he broke out of hell. It was like, okay, well, it's like it would have been like if I was I followed the combat super close, so I know that's what happened. But that just made no sense if you're just watching this movie. And that's my thing. Like I, I and and did they teach him English in hell? (laughs) Again, another thing. It was, I guess it was because when he touched the original dagger of him with his blood connecting to it, it released him. But that didn't make any sense either. So, you know, these are all the negatives. And like I said, I like the movie, but there are a lot of negatives. Let's get to the positives. Schubert started us off with something you really liked about this movie. The first seven minutes. Yeah. Scorpion I mean, versus, Bihan versus uh, Hanzo was incredible. And I got to say, the Scorpion actor is one of my favorite, 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 favorite Asian actors has always been since The Last Samurai. I love yeah. that guy. And he he did no wrong in this movie. He was amazing. Yeah, he did He did really good. And I really bought in. It really sucked me in right away. Uh, I, I, one thing that I don't know if a lot of people would notice, but his unless you're doing, doing the subtitles. Is Hiroyuki Sanada. I just wanted to give the man uh, his respect. Um, I don't know if, if, but I'm sure everyone watches with subtitles now at this point, but Sub-Zero and Scorpion, Hanzo, were talking in two different languages, and mm-hmm. they, I'm glad they acknowledged that. Yep, because Bihan was Mandarin and Scorpion was Japanese. Well, I mean, and and you know, in like the '90s or whatever, they wouldn't have done something like that. We just blended it all together. I gotta say, they did this one way better than the '90s because the '90s Scorpion and Sub Zero wore literally Halloween costumes from from Party City. Yeah, they wore like the actual (laughs) Mortal Kombat one, like goofy looking ninja suit. But yeah, like like you're saying, I love the subtitle, not just the subtitles, but that. They didn't understand each other. Like they, they, they were just inferring that they were insulting each other, and uh-huh. like they, it, it was registering that you know they were had animosity, but they didn't know the exact words they were saying to each other. Justin, what was a yeah. positive for you? Well, uh, I definitely have a few positives, but just to kind of uh, continue that line of thought, to me, Sub Zero was a huge hit. I thought Joe Taslim killed it. Like uh-huh. I'm a big Joe Tasman fan, like from you know Raid and uh, the Night for Us and all that stuff. But like to me, he was perfect. And like my immediate thought after this movie was, you know, because I had to come back, right? That I had read that he was signed on for multiple movies. I was just like, you do everything you can to make sure he's a big part of the next movie. 
and whether it is just doing the actual Sub Zero story where uh, you know Kwai uh, Liang, his brother, yeah. is a good version of Sub Zero, and you just say they're twins or whatever, or if you turn them into Noob Cybot. Uh, you know, whichever one you wanted to do. Like or you bring in uh, the other guy from the raid, the main character, and let him be the brother. <laughs> well, he did. it might be a tough sell uh, <laughs> saying that he's... Uh, he said fraternal know. twins. Like Indone- I think he's like Indonesian. That so is true. <laughs> that is true. What was the one character that was like spitting out smoke? Oh, so, you talk about um the lizard guy? Maybe it was a little bit. Or was that Shang Tsung? Might have been Shang Shang Tsung. Oh, in the movie? Uh, Yeah. Because, like, I remember seeing the smoke and I'm like, oh, are we about to get smoke or or, uh, noob? (laughs) Or noob. Yeah. I was like, either one, I was was super excited about because those were the players that I played with almost every time. See, I think we're going to have to get them in the next one because they're like, we're not getting Cabal back. We're not getting. Melina, we're not getting um the uh Kung Lao. Lao, we're not getting Nidara, and to me, I, or Kano, and uh, let let me get into one of my positives because we're gonna go through them all. Kano was amazing, and you just kill him off like what? But I get why you kill him off to give Sonya her thing, but I just feel like between Nidara, Melina, and Cabal, Sonya could have got it from one of them. I think, I mean the. The, the the reality with Mortal Kombat is is like you can bring back anybody dead. True. Uh, so I have a feeling like Kano will be back if they really want him. Um, mm-hmm. it, because at the end of the day, it's like the same thing with Sub Zero. Sub Zero just turns into new Cybot because that's the dead version of Behan. Uh, you know they they always do that in, in Mortal Kombat. It's nobody's really dead. So um, I I think that's right. But yeah, like you said, Kano was. Kano, besides Sub Zero and Kano, that was but those were the MVPs of the the movie. To yeah. me. They, I mean, Kano, Kano made so much, <laughs> so many things way more tolerable than they could have been if there was a, a worse actor in there. He definitely made all that Arcana pitch shit interesting to me because I was like, "Bruh, what are we doing with this?" <laughs> Schubert, another yeah. positive. Let's get it from you. Another positive. Hmm. If you have any, if not, I'll I'll take it. Away, I'll give it to Justin, or I'll go. Let me let me think. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about how how good Sub Zero was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have that much. Uh, I mean, I felt like a lot of the people that would have been CG, you know, like Melina with her teeth or whatever. I felt like looked great. I thought I thought that looked good. Um, and uh, what's the guy's name with the arms? Jax. Jax. No, Mm-mm. the forearms. Oh, Goro. Oh, Goro. Yeah, I thought he looked fine too. Yeah, he definitely I, looked. He looked pretty good. Jax, to me, I just don't know where to to place him because I mean, you're gonna say he's positive, but I mean, I didn't like the arms. Okay, I liked. Okay. Oh, baby arms are so bad. Okay, I'm so gonna bad. Say baby arms was terrible. But again, I don't know how Arcana works to where his baby arms turn to these big monstrous kids. They should have just gave him that from the jump. And they should have. I, I like But how- I did but I did like seeing a positive for me, I guess, would be the scene where he was fighting Sub-Zero and Sub-Zero took his arms. Because I'm like, I'm glad we Great saw that. Scene. I mean like- Great scene. And I definitely liked him getting his get back where we get the Jacks smash of the dude's head. And I and I thought there was some good stuff with Jax. I feel like Jax will get more shine next movie. I just to me, the reason why I give it a positive because 
the the issues I have with Jax was more so the movie, not so the actor. Where with Liu Kang, I didn't buy it at all. At least with Makad Brooks, I'm like, all right, you're not a bad actor, and and I think your portrayal of Jax was was decent. I just think they did you dirty. Better or worse than his Supergirl character? Better, bro. So oh my god, Supergirl is terrible. <laughs> Any other positives you got, Justin? Uh, positives? I would just say the the gore and the like, living up to the fatalities. Like mm-hmm. they they, you know, to me they swung and miss on a lot of stuff, but they did nail that. Like that, that was a home run. Like the Kung Lao, uh, uh, his, uh his spinning blade, yeah. Like that, like that was straight out the game. And when he flew Niederberg in, incredible, incredible. And we're going to get the best fights because I want to hear what all y'all have the best fights. But definitely, I agree with you, Justin. The fatalities, the brutalities, the way they would say it, like flawless victory and everything about that worked really well, in my opinion. Another positive for me has to be, we said Kung Lao. Kung Lao was incredible, incredible, incredible. But also... Um, hmm, see, this is tough. Was Raiden a positive for y'all? He was fine. He didn't do anything. He was kind of negative for me. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was... He was just there. Right, he was just there. Like, I didn't... He did. He wasn't actively bad for me, but it, but I also wasn't, like, you know... <laughs> yeah. I didn't think they nailed it either. So, the, the final positive for me is the fights. Let's get into that. Schubert, what was your favorite fight? Honestly, the one in the beginning, which, I mean, is the most basic of in terms of Mortal Kombat. But, I mean, I just thought, you know, Hanzo swinging that, you know, that blade around. I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So, and, but, I mean, when it comes to, like, the Mortal Kombat fights, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. Real. I I, I don't really like him that much. I like... (laughs) I don't know. I really just like that first fight in the beginning. I was really hoping that the climax fight at the end would have been just as good. Didn't didn't live up to your hype. Justin, what were some of your favorite fights? Yeah, to, you know, not to beat the dead horse here, but the, the opener, I mean, to me, they just, they absolutely nailed the opener and that was still the best fight at the end of the movie. And yeah, yeah just it, it was once again making me think of like, Oh God! They just really should have made this whole movie Sub Zero and uh, Scorpion. I'm and- gonna, I'm gonna differ from y'all because I do agree that was great. Like I, like we said, I love the Kung Lao fight straight out of the game. Thought him versus Nidoru was great. Love. I actually liked the Jacks fight at the end where we got the clap of the head and it made his head explode. I thought that was a decent fight. I thought, and I know y'all are anti Cole Young. But I did think Cole Young and Scorpion versus Sub-Zero at the end was a, it wasn't a bad fight. I thought it was solid. Wasn't as good as the first one, but I did like seeing Scorpion with his new powers and doing all this stuff. I thought that was dope. Prince Goro versus Cole Young was not a good fight, though, in my opinion. Was not a good fight, because it didn't make sense. Well, Cole Young shouldn't have won. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, all of us, Cole Young's getting his ass whipped, then all of a sudden he's just like, Slice, 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 beat up, and just kills Goro. Like I was like, and and for me, he was one of the hardest players for me to face in the game. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, how can this dude beat him? He was the best. He's supposed to be the best fighter for them. Like he's supposed to be stronger than Sub Zero. Yeah, it, it it was weird how easily Goro was defeated, and um, I think I 
I think they nailed like the climaxes of the fight. Like they, they, you know, like, like you said, like Jack smashing the head was amazing. And, you know, and the way Sub-Zero actually gets defeated was good. Like the, the way these fights typically ended, not Cole Young, Goro, but the way they ended was usually great. But the actual fights themselves, besides the opener, were just, they were really just kind of bland. And it was like, and especially when I'm looking at like, you know, when I see like guys like Joe Taslam in the movie, he can do so I'm much thinking more. of what they do in yeah. actual martial arts flicks. It's like, God, y'all, y'all didn't use these guys to their full potential. No. And and also didn't like the Ludi Luca ball fight. Gotta be honest. Didn't like that dragon that came at the end. I just, the only thing I liked about the Lu, the, uh, the Liu Kang fight was when he actually did the kicks. And I was like, Bro, Liu Kang's yeah. a kicker, and he hasn't done kicks this whole movie until this. It was just so, and I didn't like his little pew pew, his little fireball. It just felt like, oh, bro, what are we doing with my guy, Liu Kang? <laughs> like, it, it literally was just like a tiny little fireball that floated to them. It was just like, and Cabal was just like, <laughs> a little fire. Nobody gives a damn about that. Also thought Cabal was acted pretty well, liked him. But that's pretty much all the fights I got that I, I enjoyed. Schubert, who's the winner of the movie to you? Uh, winner of the movie, Sub-Zero. Is, he's still the most badass Mortal Kombat character of all time. Who's the winner to you, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a shameless Sub-Zero fan, and they, to me, it, that's why I could not completely hate this movie, because like, I just feel like they, they nailed Sub-Zero, like, for all the faults, like they did Sub Zero justice, and and you know, so you know, stick to what you know. If if, if you can if you can nail Sub Zero and you struggle with these other people, just go with this. Go with the story about him. Focus just on to it. be different from y'all. I'm going Scorpion, but I definitely think Sub Zero was it was him and Scorpion were the two best in this. Also, didn't like Shang Tsung. I know we didn't talk about it, but the '90s version of Shang Tsung put the bar so high that I'm sorry, Dark Knight Banker, you didn't, you didn't live up to it. My guy was the, the, I can't look at that guy differently when Heath Ledger was like, we're listening to a guy in a TV screen and it was him. And I was just like, Oh no, not the TV screen guy. <laughs> didn't rock with him at all. So, but okay. So if, if I had to give a number two, then it would just be the Kung Lao fatality. Mm, got you like that. That's a good one. Second, Thing we always do who's the loser of the movie <laughs> there's a lot uh i mean <laughs> i don't know man there's so many to choose from and like i want to say kung lao just because like now he's out yeah. it's just like <laughs> you got kung lao i mean yeah because i think the loser is the actor who plays kung lao because now he doesn't get to play kung lao anymore it might be a win for him because he did such a good job and now they might put him in a good movie (laughs) maybe it might be a win we gotta get him get him in that chang chi sequel or something yeah let him be a villain uh justin who's the loser to you is it is it cole young Uh, I'm gonna say the loser is the scriptwriter first (laughs) i just think they uh you know, reading about it and reading the interviews and stuff, it just sounded like a mess where executives are like demanding things and, and all kind of stuff. So I'll say the script was the loser. Um, in terms of a character, though, I think like I, I, I think it's easy to just for me to beat up on Cole Young. And, and I want to say that. But honestly, I'm going to go Sonya Blade. Thank you. 
That's they made why I, her so ineffective. And they I made like, her just waiting. She was just I, like, they're like, why yeah. are you here? You can stay, but we don't really need you. You're yeah, not me, like, Sonya Blade was always like the most badass, not like uh fantasy fantasy character like she had some yeah the the you know some of her attacks were fantasy but like she was the one like actual character that could be in a different regular movie and she was always portrayed as very badass in the movie in in the old movies and in the game and the games and like here she was just (laughs) wasted bro inept completely inept until the very end yep there was there was another cop character that i used to play as all the time Oh, I know what you're talking about with the stick. Yeah, with the with the, with the can- yeah. Also, yeah, we had like a little Easter yeah. egg. They had the chief, the uh, the Indian chief in the research that Sonya Blade was Night doing. Wolf, yeah, yeah, they had Nightwolf in the uh, in that. But to me, I'm with Justin. The loser, Sonya Blade. She got screwed. I feel bad for that actress. Like she had nothing to do. Also, Melina, because she wasn't really in it. Like she was just there showing her teeth and like was wasted as well. Now. Um, the final thing we have is... And, and what about the reptile guy or whatever? Oh, yeah. Because the reptile is an essential, you know, Mortal Kombat. Was that supposed to be reptile? I assume so. Yeah, I okay. assumed it was reptile, but it was, it, you know, it was so weird because, like, you know, they've made it more, they've made him more, like, less ninja, more rep, like, actual reptile, actual crocodile, whatever he's supposed <laughs> to be, uh, you know, in the games. But he's always, like, a more humanish and like he looks straight up like a straight lizard man <laughs> straight up lizard it was like oh okay i guess this is where i guess that's him <laughs> rock i rocked with it i guess all right justin we always score these movies one through ten what you got for it i give it a six that's not a bad score that's not I, a bad I just, score i was like you know i feel like if I didn't love Mortal Kombat already, it'd be like a four, maybe. Like it'd probably be fair. under five. That's fair like, too. There's nothing. I, I don't see how this could convert a new fan to liking Mortal Kombat. Uh, but it was just like in terms of giving me enough stuff, like Sub Zero was good enough, the fatalities were good enough, and so it was like I didn't feel like I wasted my time. That's my thing. That's what I'm. That's where I'm at with it. It was entertaining to me. It wasn't that it was. I was bored out of my mind. And I, I, I might have this slightly better than Godzilla versus Kong. This, I just made um, the moment. I don't know because Godzilla versus Kong. I hated every human character that was in that movie. I literally just loved Big Monkey versus Big Lizard. Other than that, all the other people, Millie Bobby Brown, Paperboy, all of them were trash. <laughs> but this. Also, another loser I got is Cole Young's family because they know that they know he's a he's a bum. <laughs> Big L. Schubert, what you rating this one through ten? Six. Six. It's, All right. It's, it's about where everyone has it. And I feel like it's about right. Yep. I'm I'm going six as well. It's entertaining. Definitely think if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, you should watch it. If not, there's other stuff out there. Go watch Warrior on HBO Max. Same thing, better fights. And better, way better story. <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the review. Justin, tell the people where they can follow you at on social media and where they can get the podcast at again. Oh yeah, Justin Ivy I V E Y underscore on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there, and uh, that's got both of those. I have links to the podcast in my bio, but you can find it on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, on the Bros Who Think channel, the video version on YouTube. 
and it's just called Never Less Than Hell. So yeah, just search it out, and then uh, every other Tuesday we put out new episodes. So yes, uh, sir. Just dropped on. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Yep, y'all make sure y'all mm-hmm. follow Justin. Check out the pod, and uh, yeah, thank you for coming, Justin. We're definitely gonna bring you back. Definitely enjoyed reviewing this with you. I'm gonna toss it to you, Schubert, to finish up. Bros who binge. Man, you know, we definitely had our opinions on, on yeah, Mortal Kombat. Like, it was, you know, and we did have some positives. Up, we did, and I, we liked this movie. I'm telling you, I liked it more than Godzilla versus King Kong. Let's pull up the uh, what the people thought, because we asked a bunch of questions, what the people thought of the movie, and uh, we got a poll. So I the poll we posted was Mortal Kombat has been out for a while now, and the response has been mixed. Did you like the new movie? Vote below. The choices were yes. No, I hated it. It was all right. I didn't watch. 56% said yes. Oh, wow. 8% said no. 32% said it was all right. 4% said I didn't watch. Shout out to Gringo at Dookie1995. He said, I liked everything except the dumb moments that movies have. Fight scenes are great. We got some more comments. Hold on, I'm going to pull them up. Shout out to the peeps. We're going to start doing this more. So if you want your opinion heard on the show, make sure you respond to all the, the polls and things we posted. Uh, Divine Hippie said story was trash, but everything else was a solid as a big Mortal <laughs> Kombat fan. Uh, shout out to Lil Reg. Lil Reg says, no, it was a fucking disappointment. <laughs> I, I put it. I... <laughs> yeah, I said it was all right. Oh, okay. I, you froze for a second. Shout out to our guy, CJ Black. CJ Black said, only because it set up a future film, Noob Sabat appearance, question mark, question mark. I do, we, we talked about Noob. I definitely think Noob's going to be in the next one. So shout out to everybody who responded. Make sure y'all, if y'all want to get y'all's comments heard on the show, make sure you respond to these types of polls because we're going to be doing this more. But I want to see I like Katana. Oh, yeah, she's going to be in it. She yeah. I, did, I do remember the guy that I was talking about in there, Striker. Ah, yeah, with, was the, his name. with the police club. Yeah. yeah, I used to kill it with him. I used to kill it with Striker, and that, that, that was my club. guy. I, I played with Striker, <laughs> Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, Kung Lao. Oh, and Scorpion. Scorpion was my main guy. I was Scorpion. I, think, I was Team Scorpion over Sub Zero. I was Team Sub Zero, and I think Justin agrees. Yeah, he was. Um, it was uh, the get over we, here, I, man. Got me like get over here, and I, the fact that you could do the. The jump through hell and then teleport back and punch them, bro. Niggas, y'all weren't messing with me with Scorpion. I bust any of y'all up. I, w- I would do Sub Zero and Noob, Smoke and Striker. Those are nice. mine. Yeah. I-, I would throw in a little Jax in there. Same. Jax was always like the character that, like, I would th- like main number one Scorpion, number two Kung Lao, number three Luke Kang, number four Striker. Jax, then Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage, Jax was always, I played more Johnny Cage than Jax, but Jax would always get played before Johnny Cage. Um, I would actually go Luke King over Johnny Cage. Mm, okay. Game wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played more Luke King than Johnny Cage. I had Luke King third. Yeah. Johnny Cage, all you could do is nut punch <laughs> and, and do a fucking split. <laughs> Fuck that shit, bro. <laughs> And you know he's gonna do it in the next movie. That's gonna be his first nut punch. And you're gonna see somebody. I guess, you know, before him. we get out of here, you know, what do you think could be the casting for Luke Cage? Or not Luke I mean, Cage, Johnny, uh, Cage? Johnny Cage. Hmm. I don't Scott know, man. Wouldn't be bad. 
He fits the role of <laughs> he fits, he fits the, the mold of the group. That, he does. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You got to have someone that's kind of like that. Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. <laughs> not a bad, not a bad suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm about to I'm about to Google actors who could be who could play Johnny Cage. Let's see who they're saying. Because I know, I know screen. I, yeah, I was about to say. I know Screen Rant and Cinema Blend dropped shit today. They said James Marsden? Ew. No. No. I could I, I think the look works. He's too old. For what they're what they're doing. Henry Golding? Uh, Henry Golding. Johnny Cage. It, yeah, if you wanted to have an Asian Johnny Cage. Yeah, I just feel like Henry Golding's a little too badass for that. The Miz. I like The Miz. The Miz it, was it, something that I've been seeing thrown around a lot. And I the think Miz the wants Miz, to jump into acting, I think it would work. I think the Miz is 100% uh, what that they need to go for if he wants to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Scott Atkins, who's like the new Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, martial arts guy in all those movies, if you want to go watch. If you don't know who Scott Atkins is, all you got to do is just type in Netflix martial arts movie. He's the white guy. Chris Evans. Okay. I, think if, I think if this was Chris Evans when Scott Pilgrim was out, then yes, I think Chris Evans yeah. would be for this fucking movie. Yeah, if this, was, if this was Chris Evans, not another teen movie. Yep. This, yeah. People said Zach Efron again. Zach Efron's too big for this fucking movie. He needs some help. Yeah, I, I, I'd have, I, like I said, I like the Miz. I like I what Miz. I said of uh, Jensen Ackles, and then the first guy I said was probably my favorite. Um, like I think if they wanted to go with somebody who did I say in the first? vein Super? of the Miz, uh, who'd you say first? Yeah, because I think that was my best one. Oh, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go in the vein of the Miz, like I could see you pulling someone out of wrestling or UFC that's trying to do acting. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that would work. Yeah, thinking oh. about the UFC stuff and like the movies that I'm going through, I didn't know that Gina Carano had been like acting and stuff since like 2010. Oh yeah, she was in uh, she was in Haywire, which is her best thing. Yeah, Kano I have that on the list. Kano said he wants James Marsden, who's his friend. That's why people the, are putting in... Uh, the actor said that? Yeah. Ooh, some people saying Dane Cook. Dane Cook? Dane Cook can't do that. Dane Cook that can't fashion. fight. He's old. Yeah, Dane Cook's a fat guy who's old now. <laughs> um, Let's see. The Miz, again, like you said, the Miz is being thrown around. Ryan Reynolds, ooh. Ryan Reynolds would be a good one. Ooh. Mm. He's too big for they that. Said they said they No, okay, so... Daniel, shout out to Daniel RP, Daniel RPK, or Daniel Reitman. He's reported that not only is Mortal Kombat 2 happening 100%, they want a big name actor to play Johnny Cage. Oh, there you go. They're trying to pay somebody big. If they're trying to pay somebody big, Ryan Reynolds is the guy. He fits the comedy perfect. He, that's his stick. Yeah, I don't know if he would do that because he already has his Deadpool gig. True. I don't know True. if that would put him in jeopardy because like it's a Warner Brothers property. I don't know what his deal is. But I think Hitman's Bodyguard is a uh, Warner Brothers thing, too. Or it might be Sony. I think it's Sony. It might be Sony. Hitman's Bodyguard 2. Let's see. Let's see, because this will this will clar- clarify all of our, um, whatchamacallit stuff. Speculations. Yeah, all our speculations. Hitman Bodyguard is a, why is it not telling me? Why is it not telling me? Yeah, why is it not telling you? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see, Warner Brothers. No, let's see. It is a Lionsgate Summit oh, Entertainment. So that means Paramount. Sony, Paramount. Well, I think Lionsgate's with Paramount, right? That's what we were talking about earlier. Uh, 
Sky Media. Who, who released the fucking film? It was Lionsgate. Whoever Lionsgate works for. They're kind of independent. They kind of float around. Yeah, so, you know, maybe. Maybe Ryan Reynolds, but like you said, might clash with his other shit. But, you know, Mortal Kombat. We all gave it six. The Miz. The Miz. <laughs> so, that's all we the got. Chal- the challenge veteran. Yeah, BT. It's CT. What if they got Johnny Bananas? <laughs> Johnny Bananas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Uh, well, Linda, tell everyone what's going on with the network. Um, there's a new episode of Never Less Than Ill out right now. If you're a fan of Deltron, the funky homo sapien, the album Deltron 3030, Souls of Mischief, 93 Infinity, the group, the hieroglyphics, then this episode is for you. Me and Justin sat down with uh, the hip-hop journalist David Ma, great, great hip-hop journalist. Check that out. The latest episode of the Birds Who Think podcast is out. By the time you guys are hearing this, if you want to know me and Schubert's mock draft before the draft, check that out. See if we were right. See if we were wrong. Give it a listen. Um, a, the Demon Slayer movie review. Crazy. We're a movie pod and we didn't even talk about that. Real quick. That movie was fire. Super fire. Demon Slayer movie? Was good. Yeah, it was really good. Really, really fucking good. Uh, well, I'm on Demon Slayer episode three. Oh, well, so. when, you, when you finish, watch the fucking movie, Schubert. It's amazing. Uh, me and Krista both gave it five out of five. It was that fucking good. I think it's the best. And it's better than the show. Uh, equal equal content. Yeah, yeah, it was better than the show. Better fights. Oh, but I thought wow. it was this, but no. The thing is, the movie, unlike other anime movies that don't matter to the plot, you have to watch this movie before you watch season two because it's the in between arc between the season two arc and season one. Literally in the manga, this is the third arc. So you know you, how in, you know how in other anime movies they make just random shit. This matters. They're trying to change the game. I got you. Where do you watch that? Uh, movie? It's in theaters. Hmm. Are you gonna have to rent it? You know, but it, gotcha. they it leaked on PlayStation, so a bunch of people bought it. <laughs> it might still be there. You should check. But yeah, Demon Slayer movie. If you want to know my full thoughts, me and Krissa, that's out now on YouTube. Also, the latest One Piece review, a new anime talk will be out. But for more info, if you want to join the conversations like we did with Mortal Kombat today. Follow us at Bros Who Think on Twitter or follow me and Schubert on our respectable, our respective Instagrams or follow us mm. on Facebook at Bros Who Think. Thinking of the anime stuff, I need to I need to get into the My Hero season. You do. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Where are you at in One so, Piece now? Uh, not break not too not too far past uh, Fishman Island. Oh, we're now, yeah, yeah, because I was in that the hot cold thing. Yeah, you're on punk. You're you're on Dressrosa now, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dressrosa. Yeah. Did um, you meet Luffy's brother? What the older version of Sabo? What's yes. Sabo now? Okay. Because no. you know you got to remember, like, because I've been watching all these movies, I took a pause. Yeah, I was about to say the list. The list stopped that one piece because you were one piece in every day for like two months now. Yeah, yeah, I was. And so, like, I'm trying to get into some of these movies. But the thing is, is I'm getting closer to the end of the month. So I'll have a whole month to watch the next expiring group. So I'll have some time to watch One Piece again. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. But I got to get through Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Godfather 2 before Friday. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well... I hope everyone out there has enjoyed this episode of the Bros Revenge podcast. You can catch other episodes 
wherever you've listened to this one and make sure you listen to next week. We'll probably be talking about Nomadland, the finale of Invincible. Our um, top 25 and, actresses list continues. Top 25 actresses list continues. And, and uh, we'll, either, oh no, we're definitely talking without remorse next week. So maybe not Nomadland. And without remorse. Or maybe both. So, we'll see. So may, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But definitely. No promises on Nomadland. Yeah, definitely without remorse because we're definitely doing that. And we're going to talk about at least the first three episodes of Yasuke, at least, minimum. Yeah, so never mind about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to do it, Schubert. Nomadland is happening, and we're, and we're going to get loose. I'm going to pay for promising young woman for uh, watching Nomadland. <laughs> no, no, we're watching Nomadland within two weeks. I'm letting the people know <sighs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I hope everyone out there has a great week and keeps their, keeps an eye out for all the stuff that's coming out on streaming. Because we're about to be in the dead time. Because we're, yeah, we're about to be into that time. So make sure you live it up, soak it up, because we had a great uh, eight mm-hmm. weeks. That's a fact. But anyway, everyone have a great week and catch us next week. As always, keep binging. <laughs>